You make me vicious. I'm Yoshire. I'm from Tokyo, Japan. It is very simple. I am top in Japan. Next target to be the best in the world. I will show you my style, Yoshirai style. Well, you know, last year was awesome. I made it all the way to the semi-finals, and you know, there's no, there's no real shame in losing to Kyrie. But this is my dream. This year, it's Tony time, and I'm going to Evolution. Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. My name is Chris. And my name is Joey. And welcome to not the monthly wrap-up. This is a special episode of the Wrestling House Show. I would say it's pretty special. Yes, it's our Boycott Crown Jewel right. special. Yes. Um, just in case people aren't aware, posted a little bit in one of our comments on our Facebook page. We have not and will not be watching WWE Crown Jewel because of reasons that we have and after not watching it they were they added more and more reasons to us be like yeah that was probably a good decision not to watch that yeah well i'll i'll say it it's personal political social yeah all those reasons are the reasons to not watch crown jewel right but, so this is our pro women episode <laughs> so by covering another wrestling event that took place the week before crown jewel we're still covering wrestling but we still get to flip the bird at the uh, the whole bit with uh, the Saudi Arabia shows. And I'm only yeah. going to say that once because I'm afraid of getting booed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and look, I, this is the second Saudi Arabia show, and looking back at it, I'm kind of like, I really shouldn't have probably watched that first one. I should have taken a, taken a stand then, because I was yeah. posting a lot about the exclusion of all of the women um, I know that Renee Young apparently called the new one. She was at yeah. Crown Jewel. I had a theory that maybe she'd get piped in and green screened and right. all that, you yeah. know, via satellite. I mean, that's that's definitely a possibility. She said yeah. she was there. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, if she's called up to do it at this point in her career, it's nothing that she can say no to. Honestly, I don't right. feel like she could. Yeah. I don't. Michael Cole may have some stroke to get her in the booth. But as far as protecting her for things like right. that, I don't think that that would be, I don't think that would happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, she was in a tough position. And I think anybody would could realize that of her. So, I, yeah, yeah. she gets a pass for me on that one for yeah. sure. Cause, and, then, you know, honestly, any of the other talent that worked yeah. it, uh, with the exception of a few, I applaud the ones who stayed home that were booked originally because right. that was definitely ballsy. Yeah, so. and John Cena and Daniel Bryan both, said that they didn't want to do it they didn't yeah. do it they stayed home and they definitely are in positions to be able to do that and yeah. probably not i mean cena can do whatever he wants at this point like, yeah he, yeah he holds all the power in that relationship but daniel bryan too i think i don't really see them punishing him i mean maybe yeah, they, they will from a booking standpoint but it'll be nothing that he won't be expecting honestly yeah i think you know as long as as long as his check's clear right i'm sure he's like well that's yeah that's about what I expected. And I can imagine. Yeah, and I so yes, I I applaud them for standing up for what they believe in. But at the same time, I don't hold it against anyone else that 
went ahead and went through with it for the most part it's weird that someone like Kane, who is in politics, that he went like he's a uh, yeah. was a mayor of yeah. a town, in Knox County. Yeah, and he he did it. So uh, yeah, that's and oh, yeah, let's 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 table individuals for the monthly sure. wrap up. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just curious if Stephanie went. Yeah, it's true. was she, was yeah. she there? Was she backstage? Did she make the trip? You know, yeah, but yeah, just to close on the uh, watching, you were talking about watching the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing about like those really uncomfortable vignettes which basically almost acted like yeah. tourist propaganda yeah. it's like first of all <laughs> I'm not going there on vacation <laughs> all right. I just love that oh yeah women can sit next to men in movie theaters yeah, now women can drive cars now Ooh, <laughs> yeah well tell you what call me a hundred years from now and tell me how you're living yeah hang on about 300 more years and you might get the playboy channel <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is like i appreciate the fact that certain people in their government are trying to move forward with a more progressive way of life but they are not there yet and i don't think that they should be rewarded with a 10-year multi-show deal by one of the biggest yeah. multi-billion dollar companies in the world yeah and uh, when their government might have actually and yeah when they're conspired doing, conspired to yeah, kill a, not, a journalist not just the social stuff which they're not there yet to be able to for me to be like yes i will watch this even though yeah. you exclude, exclude women i'm not gonna do that and also yeah like even worse stuff like i don't know if that's worse but differently bad stuff uh, in that so it's just a bad situation all around we didn't watch it we're not going to watch it we may talk about some of the results because it's inevitable because um, they're so dumb for one thing <laughs> oh and, the comedy yeah. abound for sure i just okay yeah but this is not about crown jewel this is about celebrating something that has been a long time coming for long time fans of the wrestling house show which you can find on cnjradio.com you know that we love women's wrestling. Um, when we started this show back in 2008, that was around the time that I started watching Shimmer, which started a few years before in 2005. Yeah. And we have, we, we've talked about, like, the biggest things for me when we started were, like, Dragon Gate and Shimmer. Yeah. And that's what we tried to talk about as much as we possibly could alongside yeah. the WWE stuff. Yeah, Ring of Honor. And, you know, definitely give some credit out there to what TNA Wrestling was doing yeah. with their knockouts division. Yeah, absolutely. That played a big part in, I think, you know, as far as how WWE might have eventually started yeah. booking talent. And that, you know, at, at the peak of that division, it was, it was great, especially because, you know, you had the things that you could expect from a WWE-type promotion but there was a just mixed bag. It was like a United yeah. Nations of women's wrestling, and I loved that. And I remember specifically you saying that on one of our older shows, saying that the knockouts were so great because they had all of these women that were of all different shapes and sizes and different styles in the ring. Um, everything was just different, whereas WWE, with notable exceptions for a long time, it was pretty much the same as far as the women that they would have either around the ring or wrestling in the ring yeah because i mean go back to even prior to the start of this decade or around that yeah and one of the most standout women on the wwe roster was mickey james yeah because she didn't have a quote conventional look right for what they might have been looking for yeah she was a you know and for that reason they literally booked one of the worst storylines ever in the history of the company, in my opinion, based around fat shaming her. Yeah. 
first of all, I can't believe she ever went back to WWE yeah, after right. that. Uh, second of all, I realize that some of these things are done where it's like, okay, the bad people will get the comeuppance, and they they did to an extent in that feud. Yeah, sort of. But at the same time, it doesn't really make it all right. Yeah. Thankfully, we're at a point now in all aspects of entertainment where that's not really ever going to be a thing again. You would hope so, yeah. I, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Vince Russo starts some sort of rogue feud right. at some yeah. point. And then, then we're going to have more storylines about abortions and uh, miscarriages <laughs> yeah. and fat and fat shaming. and Okay, yes. So, yes, WWE has come a long way. It's taken them a while to get there, and other people had to do it first. And then they eventually came around, because they still had the butterfly belt for, like, yeah. way, like, it was just a few years ago that they yeah. got rid of that thing. Yeah, so, and, I was there for its death. And yeah, I'm, I was, oh, yeah. I, mean, I stood up and applauded the death yeah. of the butterfly. Yeah, because yeah, so. I remember there was something on Facebook, they were posting something about the, like, something about the titles, I don't remember, and I went on this long, like, multi-paragraph post about, like, well, get rid of the butterfly belt for one thing and yeah. make it an actual title, and they, they did. So I, I take full responsibility oh, good. for doing that, because yeah. that was, like, a month or two, or a few months before that. And I'm trying not to do that thing where I just piss on everything. It, you take the good with the bad. Yeah. It's literally the facts of life when it comes to WWE. <laughs> okay, so um, they're taking women's wrestling more seriously. Yeah. Uh, they hired Sarah Del Rey, yes. you know, arguably the queen of Shimmer, uh, yeah. and even queen of women's Ring of Honor representation of yeah. wrestling. And now she's the head trainer. She's actually like co-head trainer of the pro- like, performance center overall. Everyone, yeah. And she's definitely in charge of the girls. Yeah. <laughs> so that's to, to quote Harlem Knights. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to do that. So they, at least when they have these big appearances like mm-hmm. the Mae Young Classic, you see her out there as yeah. this is the this is the one that makes it roll. Right. And as self-serving as Stephanie McMahon wants to be about it, mm-hmm. you notice how Stephanie always seems to... And Hunter's like, you know, these are the ones. He kind of yeah. seems like he's like, no, 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 no. Right. It's Sarah. <laughs> yeah. And Stephanie's like, hey, I'm, yeah. you know, it, that's just Stephanie, she's, I guess. She's the face of the company. Yeah. Yeah. So at least Sarah's around. So I don't, I don't like... Uh, oh, you know, I don't poo-poo yeah. it. I was like, at least that other thing is going on at yeah. the same time that this thing is going right. on. That's pretty much what WWE is in, is in a nutshell. <laughs> right. You, know, you could have the best booking ever for a pay-per-view, and somebody terrible is probably still going to have a title <laughs> or is the number one contender. <laughs> or, it's just the way know, it is. Speaking of evolution, no, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but, and also, I did see, they did a like a little one of those mini-doc uh, videos, and they posted on the, the YouTube and the .com recently of Sarah Amato. So you get to learn a little bit about her, but it's it's her, it's Sarah Stock, it's Serena Deeb. So yeah. all of these women who are fantastic at what they do, like the difference you see in the wrestling over the past few years, I would say around the time that like Paige and um, Emma, Emma, and all of them, and and Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey and all of those in NXT, that was yeah. that was their influence on bringing that up, and then it's just like compounded more and more as it's gone along yeah and despite emma not being in the company anymore i'm glad that Paige was at least represented on the show because yeah. you know storyline wise she wasn't going to be running the show yeah that'd have been kind of cool if she was yeah. but at least they had her on the pre-show right. and you know they and all the ladies there put her over like hey right. <laughs> you yeah. and things like that of course natalia being one of the seeds for really natalia and beth yeah. phoenix deserve tons of credit yeah but yeah, we'll get. I'll get into all that at the evolution talk. Sure. Let's, uh, Chris. Let's get into the May Young Classic for year two. 
and let's just kind of do a little scouting report of how we felt about all the competitors this year, whether they were better or worse, or uh, how the newbies uh, worked out, in your opinion. Sure. Who do you think might get signed? Who do you want to get signed? Uh, you know, just things like that. So, you cool with that? Sounds good. All right. So, let me just start with a general overall statement. Compared to the first year, what did you think about this year's matches, presentation, like, just general statement? I didn't have much complaint about year one, Mm -hmm. but I have to say I think year two was just a better overall year. One of the important things, I think, is how your first round goes. And I was consistently and thoroughly more entertained by the round one this year than I was last year. So right off the bat, I think it was a bigger success. I think there are more obviously poised people to go to the finals that were obvious in year one than there was in year two. I think there was a few ways it could have gone this year. Yeah, obviously, that's true. Obviously, you had some new Red Hot signings yeah. you know, to consider like, well, they'll probably go far. Yeah. And I kind of... I definitely would have put on a Final Four list the ones who went to the finals. Yeah. Uh, but... There was there was a couple of uh, you know bumps in the road, you yeah. know, just uh, by uh, injuries and some surprises. There were some, uh, for lack of a better term, a Cinderella story here yeah, and there. There were. So we're going to talk about all these things. But yeah, overall, I liked it better. I think I would have to agree as well. And WWE definitely has a formula for their their big tournaments. These two and the Cruiserweight Classic, they always have like a pretty close mix of the same kind of thing. So it's the Indie vets that they bring in to make everyone look good. Um, the the Cinderella stories, as you say. Some of the women from the Performance Center that may not be really be ready, but they want to give them some exposure. They have a lot of those in there as well. And they Most of them are usually knocked out in the first or second round. Yeah. And then you have the returners in this year. Caitlin was a returner. Yeah. And sort of, I wouldn't. she's not a returner, but uh, Ashley Rain was one of those big signees that people know because she was a knockout. She was in yeah. that era that we were talking about. She was kind of one of the ones they missed out on. I yeah. don't even know. She might have been around uh, at that time or maybe maybe potentially getting yeah. prospect at that yeah. point, and she went a different route. Yeah. Uh, another one, conspicuous by her absence, in my opinion, and I found out at the time that she had done a lot of stuff in OVW, was mm-hmm. ODB. Oh, yeah. And she still hasn't been, you know, yeah, considered to do this. Her, yeah. I think she's semi-retired at this point, right. but I know she definitely still takes bookings. Yeah. Uh, she pretty much, like, runs a food truck and is doing really well, oh, actually, right. now That's at good. this point. And she bartends, and she's what you would expect her to be right. <laughs> at this point. But, man, I miss ODB on television because she's a great character yeah. and actually a decent wrestler. Yeah. And she was in OVW. I remember her on Art of Wrestling talking about, like, you know, I wasn't getting a whole lot of looks, and yeah. I felt like maybe I wasn't going to get called up at all. Yeah. And she actually got an offer from TNA, and she actually was like, I was scared to talk to him, but I talked to Hunter about it. And he yeah. goes, take that offer. Wow. Because television exposure is the best exposure. Yeah. You'll learn quicker, and you won't regret it. Right. You know, and if it's meant to happen here, it'll happen eventually. It's yeah. it's not a blacklist going there. Don't, yeah. you know, that, that, you know, so. I think that's been pretty clear over the years. But yeah, at the time when, when she was oh. doing it, then yeah, you didn't know. Yeah. So I, I hope maybe, maybe you're three. So a little yeah. ODB sidebar. That, that, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, I agree. Like the first round was better than the first round of last year because I think the, there were a lot of returners, especially the performance center uh, performers were better this year for the most part. Overall, yes. overall, um, a few specifically, which we'll, which we'll get to. Um, as the returners, the newer ones, maybe mm, 
here and there. But overall, they were paired with someone who made the match entertaining if they didn't seem to be quite up to the level of necessarily getting that spot. Yeah. Because there were some women that I would have liked to have seen take some of those places. Yeah. Um, there were... I do have my, like, wishful returns. Like, there's three women that I really, really, really wish had returned this year that go, didn't. Yeah, go ahead. Let's um, get those out of the way. I want to see Kaylee Ray come back because I think she's great. She okay. was in that voodoo match with Will Ospreay. She was teaming with Will Ospreay at yeah. WrestleMania weekend. Yes. She's fantastic and... I've seen some of her stardom matches over the in the interim between the last. Um, I saw her before that too, but she's had some really really great matches in stardom that I've seen. Um, Viper, I wish she had come back, or uh, Piper Niven, yes, is yes. her the WWE <laughs> name. I wish she had come back because she had that great match with Tony Storm last year. It's like my second or third favorite match of the whole year. Yeah, yeah. And I wish Nicole Savoy had been able to come back. Yeah, yeah. So those those are the big ones, um, but for the most part, I'm really happy with all of the returners. There were nine returners this year. Yeah, that's, so yeah. I was surprised, but at the same time, I was like, well, you know, uh, you stick with what works. It worked yeah. so well the first time, and <laughs> and you know that it's not going to be the same finals, right? Because they're yeah. all on, you know they're all yeah, doing because a lot of them now. had well, like Bianca Belair, Kyrie Singh, Lacey Evans. I think she was in the last one. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And you don't have to get cute about it. It's just like, I didn't win last year. I want to win this year. Right. That's all you need sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Simple. Yeah. But so let's get into the talking about the like the scouting report, like you said. I'm just going to go through the first round matches, okay. kind of talk a little bit about them, talk about like, yes, what I thought about it, or we're going to talk about what we thought about it. And we're going to go up and down, left to right. Yeah. So not air order, but. Right. Know, yeah. yeah. I've got my brackets written out. I don't have the dates, but. That's fine. It should be clear at this point that we're going to be spoiling the Mae Young Classic, like, every single match. So, if you haven't watched it at this point, it's impossible to talk about a single elimination tournament yeah. without spoiling it. Yeah, so pause the show, okay. and then now you have to watch the whole tournament, but also you need to go watch all of Evolution. Because yes. that's what we're going to talk about for the remainder of the right. show. and we're going to spoil it. So, yes, exactly. go watch it, come back, we'll still be here. I'm going to bring you in to where I was when I started watching the Mae Young Classic, which is, I knew who the two finalists were going to be within a week of it actually being recorded, so I knew in the summer what the finals were going to be. I'm so sorry, dude. Like, other, I didn't know all the individual match winners, so I didn't necessarily know who was going to make it. I knew half of the semis, basically, so I didn't know the other half. But, yeah, <laughs> because one was a, a fan page, or a fan, uh, whatever, Twitter handle, whatever, yeah. that I no longer follow because they posted pictures immediately mm. of one of the women that was in the finals as of the recording, and the other one was Will Ospreay. Oh. That he's injured, so I can't get too mad at him, but he spoiled the other half. So, like, immediately, with a picture. It wasn't just text, with like, hey, spoiler. It was a picture saying, congrats. You want to call him a shithead on the air? No, right you okay. can if you want, but no. I won't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just bored. He has nothing to do. Like, <laughs> you got to understand, we, we have jobs. We we don't have all this disposable time. You're right. We are not laid up. We're not on disability. <laughs> I don't know. But even then, like, there's so much to watch. Yeah. Give, give us a... Give us a curve, man. Yeah, but anyway. he's he's provided so much good for me. So yeah, so I just know, I know. get better, Will. Please. Yeah, I'll try to I'll try to get off his yeah. back. <laughs> so I'm just gonna start off with I think this actually was the main event of the first night of airing the shows. It was Mako Satomura versus Killer Kelly. Yeah, that and, sounds right. Yeah, and 
I remember this match very well because I did know Mako Satomura coming into this. I She is like in the Japanese different Joshi promotions. She is the veteran, the legend basically that they bring in for special events. Like she, they bring her in, even if she's not in the last match of the night, her face is front and center on that poster. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'll tell you, this is crazy. I had no clue. I mean, like, I might have seen her name here and there in PWI over the years. I mean, I'm almost positive I have. But at the same time, I actually saw those original Nitro matches that she was on, like, when they happened. And I recently hit them again, just watching on, uh, going through them again on the network. And I never put two and two together. I had no idea that was that little girl from nitro and she was like barely legal at that point (laughs) it just uh i was like wow and when they showed that package of her in there i was like oh my gosh that's the same woman holy crap it's a shame on that's an also what could have been like eric bischoff was like hey i'm signing a few japanese wrestlers and some cool luchas hey let's sign some japanese women so we can actually have a women's division because it was everything that they were making fun of wwe for not doing yeah and i actually at the time and still kind of back the whole throwing the belt in the trash thing yeah because I think that was absolutely a valid move, and I actually backed that move. I know it's yeah. I know it's kind of shitty, but at the same time, it mm. made the statement that needed to be said. Sure. And it still took the company damn near twenty plus years to get that right. idea. Yeah. Never sleep on the division, and that's because they slept on that division. They never took it seriously. At that point, they hadn't taken it seriously from day one. Yeah. It was just Moolah's belt that she would yeah. show up every year and defend. Right. Stupid. So anyway, that all being said. It was just neat to see somebody like that who I, di- I didn't realize that I had seen him wrestle before. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm about to see like my third Mako match. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah. Yeah. I hadn't seen a ton, but I had seen her wrestle. I remember she wrestled Tony Storm in Stardom. I saw that. That was good. Oh, wow. Um, there were some others. She would appear occasionally, and I looked up some of her other matches on YouTube after I saw her in Stardom. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I need to watch some of these. But it was Mako Satomura and Killer Kelly, who I knew. I believe she was at the this year's UK tournament, the title tournament. Okay. I think she was in that four-way that turned into a three-way when Jenny got hurt. Oh. But um, I think she was in that. But I knew that she was going to be in the upcoming, which has now already been running, uh, NXT UK like weekly episodic yeah. show. And that that's what's actually delaying this month's monthly episode, is the UK. <laughs> right. <laughs> For me, at least. Um, so, and I remember not being, like, Killer Kelly seemed fine, but I didn't know her before any of this happened, but I was looking forward to Mako Satomura, and Mako made this match enjoyable just because of her sheer experience. Like, she kind of destroyed Kelly in this match, but it was all the little things that she did that, it's almost too much to call, like, I would, I use, I complain... I'll try not to complain about Michael Cole on this because he did screw up a lot and it was really annoying. But I posted about it on Twitter, so I'm not going to say too much. But like little things that she would do in holds or to get into a hold and transitions and things like that, they were just so seamless. It's like she's not even thinking about it and she's yeah. doing all this stuff and Kelly just can't keep up, you yeah. know? Yeah. It was outclassed, yeah. but it's, I mean, what does she have? Like at least 25 years on her yeah. experience wise. And I mean, in that respect, this was a fantastic match for Killer Kelly. Oh, yeah. Because it showed her, like, this is what you should aspire to. And this is a huge deal for you. And I think she realized how big of a deal it was for her. Yeah. Like, you don't always get this opportunity to wrestle someone of this caliber on national, tele- worldwide television or internet or whatever. 
and you could see the emotion like she Kelly Kelly lost pretty yeah. badly yeah. <laughs> but you could see the emotion on her face she's just like so thankful for Mako and, and all the women that, that wrestled her were yeah. like that with her yeah she's at a point in her career where it's winning by losing is fine yeah. you know, it doesn't even matter at this point and so people a good look you yeah know? and people all over the world saw Killer Kelly that night because yeah. they're watching Mako Satomura yeah exactly so, so. And it is also, I, I didn't even look this up. I kind of should have because I'm, I'm actually a little curious. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Do you know how old Mako is? I do not. See? Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you what, she's probably at least over 40 at this point. Would, yeah. Yeah. And that speaks to a whole other thing that we're not used to over here. I yeah. mean, at least in America, in Japan, it's so different in that sense of like, yeah. you have a lot of veteran women. Yeah. And it's weird the parallel. I mean, I know what I'm thinking as to why there's such a massive difference mm-hmm. in the two different cultures of this pro wrestling thing. Yeah. But it kind of speaks to just entertainment and, you know, overall. Yeah. It's like they get to a certain point and it's like, are we now, because this is an evolution, I'm sorry for this massive sidebar here, <laughs> Chris, but because we're in this massive evolution thing, do you think that if, you know, these women want to stay for however long mm. and if they can still go for however long will they let them stay i think so i think it's different now because i mean a lot of this is like looking at the wwe and there was a glass ceiling before like you could only do so much as a female performer there was nowhere else to go you were you just weren't gonna wrestle anymore because they brought in a lot of like fitness models and things like that and taught them how to wrestle but you're seeing more women come in that were fans as kids and they're lifelong fans and they want to stay they're not using this as a platform to do something else or they're not using this as to get into acting or to open up a studio or something they're doing this because they want to wrestle I think you'll see Charlotte around for as long as she wants to be around. I think you'll see women like that Becky Lynch. I think as long as she wants to hang around, she'll be able okay. to hang around. I hope you're right. I mean, I'm just... This is where I'm going to be a little cynical. It's like, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see if they actually still want to book them after yeah. that amount of time. We'll see, you know? but I mean, it's it's a transition for sure. And I don't think we'll see all of them, or maybe not even most of them, after 10, 15 years. Yeah, I think maybe as long as some of them evolve the characters, yeah. then they could be safe you know like i mean yeah. bailey's not gonna be able to be bailey sure at 45 years old <laughs> but who knows who knows she yeah. could be the world she could have dick clark's old gimmick right. the world's <laughs> oldest living teenager <laughs> right okay but i think it, it's a little bit different because when you're talking about japan and there are veterans i do watch a lot of japanese rest or joshi wrestling and there are a lot of women that retire young still because yeah. they want to start a family yeah. they want to and it's no joke over there yeah it's stiff and, as shit yeah right <laughs> and so like a lot of women in stardom stardom has kind of a high turnover rate and i'm just basing this on stardom because that's what i watch sure, mo- sure, yeah, most regularly fine. but there's a semi-high turnover rate because every few months there's someone who wants to start a family or they want to go do something else um, but you do still have the ones that are have been there a long time. You have people, women returning that were like there at the beginning of stardom that left to go do some of that stuff, and now they're back. Yeah. So, but long story short, it's Joshi wrestling, female wrestling in Japan has been serious for a lot longer than it has been at a high level here in the United States. And when I say high level, I mean WWE. Right. So um, to the point that's where there's not an all. Yeah, that's not a show. performance level. That I'm just saying. Sure. As far as like yeah. a. Um, able general public 
being knowledgeable about it. Yeah. And that uh, one more thing that puts one more wish list on year three for me mm. is uh, one who I know can still go because recently did some stuff with Shimmer. Mm-hmm. is a blast in the past. The original Blasian, Asia Kong. Oh, yeah. Let's get her on year three yeah. and see She's how that goes. She's been doing stuff, yeah, with like Rise as well. She's yeah. hosting things over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I wish list for sure. We yeah. just have a whole other tournament going Absolutely. on here. All right. So, sorry, Chris. Let's get back into the Yeah, tournament. yeah. Mako moves on to Mako round moves two. on. And it was pretty clear Mako did move. She went far in the tournament. And it was pretty clear what they were doing with her to me, like in hindsight, is that they had her go up against some indie vets and some people that people with lots of experience and people with very little experience because she elevated the ones with little experience and she had fantastic matches with the people with lots Mm -hmm. and it was clear that that's what that's the role that mako was brought in to do which i like because i didn't expect her necessarily to go super far because i remember last year there was they brought in the, the veteran i forget her name i feel bad but the the oh, from Mexico, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, God, but she yeah. didn't make it. I don't think she made it out of the first round. I don't think so either. So, yeah. and I felt like she could have been that role in that first year. But Mako was really, I think, she stands apart from anyone in the first year just because of who she is, what she can do, and they allowed her to do that and elevate all these other women. So yeah. hopefully, I'd love to see her again. I'd love to see her do some. I would like to see NXT and NXT UK have more of the you just bring in some of these people every once in a while they brought in jushin liger years ago and yeah, just ha- man. have have, oh. have mako satomura come in and have a match with Shayna baszler or yeah. something like that just every once in a while yeah i never thought i'd see that you know yeah. and then, you know there's so much that's why i try to stay positive there's so yeah. much cool stuff going on yeah let's let's get into the second match <laughs> right <laughs> it's gonna take all night Okay, so the second match, talking about indie vets, this was, Mer- or the second match I have listed anyway, sure. Mercedes Martinez versus Ashley Rain. Yeah, and, you know, I, I definitely was on the side of Mercedes for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you knew nothing about her, you would still be rooting for her from year one. Yeah. We, we had seen her quite a bit over the years. We've mm-hmm. seen her wrestle live quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was just. Uh, I met her earlier this year. Yes, yeah. yes, very nice, very nice lady, yeah. or as as nice as she needed to be, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's got that hard nose thing. Like she's trying to put on that hard nose facade all the time, maybe right. a little bit, but because uh, you know she's very believable to me. So yeah. so I was like, okay, she's wrestling one of the beautiful people, and uh, you know I like Ashley, but I did not expect her to win this match, no. and uh, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a fine match. I think yeah. this was a. I think the personalities kind of were the big draw uh, for this one. Ashley Rain, anyway, because she was they they hyped her up a bit um, for this because it is a big deal. Yeah. like one of those like knockout originals, I guess. You yeah, would, you to- would call oh, her. totally. And I don't understand why they couldn't use the, her in like package footage too, because yeah. like I've seen that on the network recently. Yeah, like if you watch uh, Bruce Pritchard show, they're mm. actually using TNA footage on there oh, really? to talk about certain things. Yeah, so it's a different deal. They they do have permission yeah. to use it when they want. But anyway, yeah, well, Dixie Carter was on something. Yeah. Yeah. She was on the Kurt Angle thing. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it was. So, yeah, so they totally could have shown her on yeah. there anyway. But whatever. But, but yeah. The match was fine. There was. Do you remember that moment where Ashley nearly like broke her back or neck or something? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so that. that was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But a little bit of miscommunication there. But otherwise, you know, solid, fine, fun opening round match. I thought. Yeah. Maybe she'll be back next year. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Love to see her. 
Maybe someone else. You want to see like Angelina show up, or uh, I would. Or, or, uh, well, uh, pardon the pun, but I would love to see Angelina, and because <laughs> she was my favorite of the beautiful people. Sure, yeah, like, and yeah. I followed her for a while. I'm not sure if she's still doing any like indie bookings or yeah. anything. And kind of surprising that they didn't get Velvet, you know, considering yeah. you know her ties to yeah. a Hall of Famer now. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, there's that. Yeah. So, oh, and a little side note here because I, I should definitely. I don't think I mentioned this yet on the show, but. A couple of years ago at WrestleCon in Dallas, uh, my wife actually ran into Velvet in the bathroom. Oh, right. uh, the, She's had a couple bathroom run-ins, hasn't she? Yeah, a couple yeah. of them. But yeah, that was one where um, uh, she couldn't. She didn't have any paper towels on her side, so she's like, "I, I just gave Velvet Sky a paper towel." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that's different." All right. So okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, next match I have listed here is Lacey Lane versus Vanessa Craven. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, so Lacey Lane is clearly one of the women that WWE wants to push to get some recognition mm-hmm. so that when she shows up in NXT later on, you already know who she is. Um, she has a great look. I think that maybe she had some nerves going on in the tournament yeah. because her matches, it was clear that she can do neat things, but they weren't always working out, I don't think, exactly like she wanted, but she yeah. was, I mean, she was fine. Yeah, yeah, and... She wasn't the one that choked the most in this one, in my opinion. I'll get to that later. But, uh, yeah, you can always tell who... Even on the surface, if they didn't do a profile in advance for yeah. any of these women, you can kind of tell who's who's leading this thing. Yeah. Know? But yeah. Yeah, it's fine. And that's the other cool thing. I didn't... Well, I might have cut one person off of this whole tournament. <laughs> but it's not either of these two. Mm-hmm. I was fine with this match. I like Vanessa Craven. I think yeah. She, she has the... This was one of the multiple like David and Goliath type matches just because mm-hmm. Vanessa Craven is a lot bigger than any than most of the other women in the yeah. in the tournament. And so it was a lot of Lacey kind of running around. But Vanessa was actually pretty mobile as well. Yeah. I liked her as a a big woman wrestler, I guess for lack yeah. of a better term. Amazon. Uh I and shout out to her recently. I heard she got injured uh, pretty bad. Oh really? Uh, yeah, at some show. That's nice. Yeah, she uh, something was bothering me. You ever like see somebody like even if it's in a movie or TV or just wrestling? Go that she, they remind me of somebody and it yeah. bothers you. Yeah. It took me to like the end of the match to be like, oh yeah, that's who she looks like, and she looks like. Uh, like a goth version of Kristen Johnson from Third Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like if she mel, if she like mishmashed, melded with um, you know Lucy Lawless during her Xena years. You know, like that's yeah. what you get if you put those two together. So anyway, there, there's my. Like, I don't think I'll that. ever unsee that now. Yeah. but hopefully we see more yeah. of Vanessa Craven because yeah. I did like her. That's fine. Yeah, she's a good wrestler. Yeah. So and get well soon. Yeah, get well soon. Next up I have listed here is uh, two relative rookies. One has a little bit more experience than the other. Uh, Tenara Conchi versus Jesse Elliman. I was surprised by this being a matchup. Yeah. You know, like... But I was at, too, yeah. But at the same time, this might actually speak to something I'm going to say about it, is that Conti was head and shoulders above what she was last year in terms yeah. of how she looked, how she carried herself in the ring, how she does the follow-up, yeah. overall believability. Yeah. She's getting real close, man, and I, think, yeah. I really enjoyed watching her. She in has this a match. ton of personality, too, which yeah. is important for like an NXT debut. You know? I don't think she even had that personality last year. Yeah. I think she's really coming, coming into her own, and I'm using all these cliches, but <laughs> right. I, you know, it's initially... 
Yeah, hell of a hand. Yeah. Um, when yeah, but now when I see her, I don't get like oh, you know, because yeah. I kind of did that the first year, yeah. and then when she showed up for a minute in NXT last year, I was yeah. kind of like oh, yeah, uh, they're just shoehorning her in there. But now if I see her now, I know she actually deserves to be there. Yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. the first ever South American, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, in uh, female wise that's oh, ever yeah. been signed there so I think so, there's yeah. a couple of firsts in there I think she's one of them for yeah, sure so yeah. a Brazilian or whatever you want to call yeah, it yeah well yeah she's a Brazilian <laughs> and she's teamed up I've seen pictures of her teaming up with uh, Cesar Benoni and the the guy that did the the, the capoeira like the guy that, that Cassius Ono like just elbowed in the face after he oh, did all that yeah. neat pretty stuff in the yeah room. I remember the guy with yeah. the gi on yeah yeah it's yeah. 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 so they're they're <laughs> That was very like, Don Johnson of you from right. Django. Who the boy over there yeah. to play with the glass? Yeah. The, um, <laughs> they have like this Brazilian team that they have that okay. they, they do at like uh, NXT shows, things like that. So I, like I think it. that's cool. I'd like to see that'd be kind of a cool stable because I think Tainara would be like the leader of that. She yeah. would, she would be at the forefront for sure. Yeah, I haven't had a good one of those since Alexa left. You know, where right. you got a woman heading up a yeah. team. I like that stuff. Or and, and Nikki, for lack of a better You're right. <laughs> yeah, so, but, yeah, no, and, man, that finish. Like, she spiked the dog shit out of her. She did, <laughs> right. like, the Samoan slam, but then she, like, turned into a power slam. Yeah, instead of, like, like a, a... Instead of a rock bottom, she's like, yeah. power slam. Slams her, yeah. Fucking awesome, Look cool. I, I liked... I really... I'm looking forward to seeing more of her as we go along. Mm-hmm. She was at ringside at um, Evolution, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And they have, they have oh, yeah, they had the runners up out there. Yeah, I think she spoiler. was out there. <laughs> no, we're spoiling within the spoiler. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I think it, they know what they have with her. So yeah, and she's she's one of those that if she can develop the blend the martial the jujitsu with the pro wrestling in a great way kind of like someone like uh shana baszler with the catch wrestling and, and yeah, amateur wrestling. anybody with amateur skills and that's yeah. why they sign military guys and yeah. all, all respect yeah. i mean those three things there is a lot of discipline that goes into them before they ever put their name on a contract right. so it's kind of like they talk about that like military guys your interview is 75 percent over yeah. like that's where that comes from and like all you have to do is just hone it yeah. You you know how to react properly. Yeah. Now you just have to get the skill down. Right. And Once be you... able to present that in a way that works with the other styles in a pro wrestling manner, you know? Yeah. And I like the fact that not just the the looks and of the women are different now, the styles of everyone, especially in NXT, you can see it a lot more, I think, is they're allowing people to wrestle in different styles yeah. in the ring like that what they actually do in the ring yeah. whereas it's not this watered down like beaten into you wwe yeah. style anymore and thankfully you're gonna see a lot more of that when Vince mcmahon yeah. dies and i hate yeah. to say it that way but i feel like hunter is definitely leading towards be yourself right and you know non-scripted promos and i yeah. i do believe that overall in the entire company that will be a thing overall that's yeah that's after gonna a cut, while that's gonna cut through a lot of people i think too like no. you're gonna see people rise that maybe wouldn't have gotten the chance because they can cut a really good promo yeah. whereas people that just read off the script yeah. maybe you can't do so well and and just just one of those just, i feel so positive and just knowing that you already in the last two years have seen different japanese women i was just, just coming that. in yeah. different sizes and even even this little shallow thing i'm gonna say here is that there's not too much difference in like um, Kyrie's 
versus Mako's approach, they both work kind of a strong style. Yeah. Obviously, Kyrie is more of a high flyer mm-hmm. and will take a few extra chances and is not so grounded. Yeah. But their striking ability, like, it's almost like, hey, you know that they both hit really hard. Yeah. They're both completely different looking. They're both, yeah. <laughs> like, that yeah, would have yeah, never yeah. happened forever ago. And right. I'm so glad that even just that little thing yeah. Is, yeah. is almost, almost normal now <laughs> over right. there. Yeah. So cool. Anyway. So all of this with Tenara Conchi, she wrestled <laughs> Jesse Elibon, who there's not a lot to say. Uh, I believe, I haven't seen her before this, I believe she's probably just someone they brought in because she's athletic and they, they like her. Yeah. So she's in the Performance Center now. I saw her in that um, the backstage thing before Evolution where Charlotte was talking to the trainees. Yeah. She was in there. She's one of the ones that asked a question, gotcha. actually, to is Charlotte. She, is she the hipster? She's, she's the hipster. She's, she's the, yeah, well, the, the nerdy. <laughs> the nerdy hipster. Yeah, so. <laughs> which which will work as a baby face and as a heel, if yeah, they, whichever the, direction they go whichever, in. Yeah, definitely super baby face at this point. At this point, yeah. Because she's, she is inexperienced, and that kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way, I think, in her promos. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I have fun. I'm like, mm. So you have no style. Yeah, it's like, like everybody else has a specific fighting style, and yeah. you have not picked your major yet. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess that can work if we get to know her personality a lot more. And yeah. they, it's like a drunken master style where it looks <laughs> right. like they don't know what they're doing, but they right. really do. Yeah, but at this that's point, that's ODB's old style, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what little we did get to see of her in this, it's pretty clear to me that she probably needs a lot more time in the training center to yeah. hone that into something that actually works because even in the promos that they were doing for the video packages he was just kind of like falling down and doing the stuff and and not really doing actual moves and just running into things and obviously they had put her on these house shows recently so this was just a matter of just getting her name out there they just fed her yeah to and if she had a one i'd have been pissed obviously yeah but since she didn't it's fine yeah and that's the thing is like that's why we were saying like kind of surprised that they would pair these two up but it's i think that it allowed tenara conchi to really dominate this match which was really good for and it helped her a lot and she did spike her at the end and it it made a bigger impression because of that i think so Yes. All, most of the other girls, whether they win or lose, cry at the end of these matches now. Right. And she was knocked out. She couldn't. <laughs> she wasn't saying anything. Right. All right. <laughs> uh, next up that I have written down on this side of the bracket was one of my favorite matches. I have three of my favorite matches that I can't pick. Okay. Um, in the opening round of the tournament, it was Tony Storm versus Jenny. No. They obviously wrestled each other multiple they times. They wrestled for titles. And, yeah. 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 So Jenny is still the progress champ. I believe that she took from Tony a few months ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the progress title is it's becoming like the NXT call up. <laughs> like yeah, right. there's now three tiers. Yeah. <laughs> so if you win a you win a progress title, you're gonna be on NXT in a matter right. of months. Yeah, right. Minimum. So yeah, look forward to that. She'll be there soon. And well obviously oh, she's well, in the UK brand. She, I was gonna say she yeah. is she's yeah. when you catch up with the UK, she's not on yeah. there yet, but she did have uh video promos on these last two episodes of the month of october yeah i've got so much to say about tony all good i feel like i should space it out uh throughout this tournament here okay. what do yeah. you think yeah <laughs> it's we're just gonna take like two hours to get through the opening round if we don't sure, sure. but this match in a nutshell yes they know it's clear that they know each other very well jenny was she was i think she was more aggressive than, than tony was in this one because 
uh, Jenny did not advance, which I don't think is really a surprise to anyone because right. Tony is Tony Storm. Yeah. She, it, it's clear that she's a superstar, yeah. and she's gonna. We knew that she was gonna be moving on, but Jenny gave her such a fight. I mean, it helped Tony Storm look that much better because of what she had to overcome. Yeah. But Je- I love the way that Jenny goes about her business, and it's funny because the first time I saw Jenny, which was at WrestleMania weekend, you asked me about her because it was at that uh, yeah. progress show that you yeah. didn't get to go to. I was like, meh, I don't. Yeah, she's she's someone. I don't know. I don't yeah. really have an opinion. But then the second night, she was in that uh, next, voodoo, next tag that match. voodoo match with Kaylee Ray, like yeah. we were talking about, and Will Osprey. <laughs> yeah, and and, she was really fun. And she was night. great. She was yeah. fun. Yeah. So I've become a big fan of Jenny. I've well, looked up some of her matches online. Yeah. We'll just blame it on jet lag right. on that first match. Yeah, <laughs> um, she's wrestled some. I haven't been able to watch. Well, no, I did watch one of them. She's wrestled some intergender, like really like hardcore stuff wow. with some guys. Right. And I don't remember which promotions. It may have been like Rev Pro or Progress or something. But yeah. she does a lot of that. So she doesn't look like the biggest. Yeah. woman in the fight ever but she's going toe-to-toe with these guys in the intergender matches on the indie scene so hmm. i don't know if we'll ever get to that point in a Not, wwe program but, i don't know yeah i don't know yeah. i think that that i honestly think that ship has sailed now yeah so but i did enjoy this match quite a bit one of my top matches of the opening round this next match was also one of my top matches Ooh. of the opening round it was rachel evers versus hiroyo matsumoto yeah, I learned uh, something interesting in this because they wanted us to know is that mm. Rachel and Cassius Ono are a thing now. Yeah, he was at ringside with this match. Yeah, wasn't yeah. yeah. front row, yeah. sideways. You can actually see him on camera a lot during the match, yeah. so it's actually really fun to go back and rewatch this match and just watch him react to it because yeah. he was totally fanboying it up. And at some point, probably pissing off the row behind him because standing up most of it. Right. He's a big dude. Yeah, it's like, I think you're blocking Izzy's view, dude. Right. Um, so, whatever. But I, I gotta say, last year, uh, Rachel was kind of my like pseudo-disappointment, I guess, mm-hmm. in the tournament because it's one of those things where you can't win for losing when it comes to being second generation sometimes. Yeah. Like, I had high hopes for her. I don't know why, because I don't know Paul Ellering to be a great wrestler. Sure, yeah. So i just like, but I want her to be great yeah. because I'm a fan of her dad. And I think that's one of those things that people do have to deal with. So it's not fair, my judgment of her from last year, honestly. Sure. But at the same time, she didn't wow me. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. But whatever she's done in the last year is, is she's really just kicking ass, obviously. Yeah. And... I just wanted her to move on. Like, I, I hated... Like, that was a match I was like, I kind of don't care who goes. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I hated that there had to be a loser in right. this match. But there was. <laughs> yeah, and Rachel Evers did lose, but... So surprising to me. But, it, it surprised me, too. And yeah. I'm a huge fan of Hiroyo Matsumoto. Yeah, um, she's really good. Yeah. She's awesome. And, man, that entrance, man. She yeah. had... Poof. I mean, like... Your match is half over at that point. Right. Like, okay, <laughs> chill. I wish she had been able, or wish she had brought her Godzilla mask because she <sighs> she comes out because she's the Lady Godzilla. Yeah, she's yeah. The Lady Destroyer. Yeah, and she will come out if you noticed her jacket has a, a tail on it. It's a Godzilla yeah. tail. If you yeah. go back and watch it, she had the best promo of the night, yeah. hands down. Like the, the the promo in her package is my was my favorite thing yeah. of round one right, yeah. that wasn't in the ring. It's pretty yeah. great. Um, but I think she's fantastic. I've seen both uh, Rachel and Hiroyo Matsumoto in Stardom a lot. Uh, Hiroyo Matsumoto was part of uh, Jungle Kiona is one of the wrestlers. Like they have this stable. She was a champ, like Team Jungle. I think they they call themselves. Nice. She's not 
signed to stardom, so she wasn't there all the time. Okay. But she was there quite a bit over this past year, so I got to see a lot of her. Rachel Lovers challenged, I believe she challenged Io Shirai at some point for the, mm. the top title. I think I, th- mm. I think I remember seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no so, wonder she's gotten better. She's yeah. been over in freaking stardom. Yeah, she <laughs> did a, all you need. at least one tour, maybe two. Yeah, because you can't, you can't do bad over there. Like, not really. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, and this match was probably the hardest hitting match of the opening round. Yeah. I would say not probably, it was. Yeah. Because <laughs> Hiroyo Matsumoto likes to hit people really, really hard. Yeah. I can't believe the last time I saw a wrestler consistently smiling throughout the match. <laughs> right? No matter how it was going for them. Yeah. That's the massive difference in in her versus everybody else. It's so great. Rachel Evers is just like reeling back in pain and Matsumoto's just smiling. Even when she gets hit, like whether she's doing it or giving it or getting it, she's like always happy about it, it seems like. I never even saw Cactus do that, like when he was like real young. (laughs) And that was kind of what he was supposed to be doing. Right. So So I was super happy. I was, because they did bring a lot of Japanese superstars in wrestlers superstars whatever you want to call them in wwe they did bring a lot in and i was hoping that they would all have a good showing and i think they did so i was really happy about that yeah i thought i thought and they all advanced if i'm not mistaken the first round yeah. yeah yeah and i i was kind of surprised by that i'm like whoa we're gonna yeah. stack up that uh quarterfinal i was a little bit surprised by that too yeah. i figured out of all of them that they brought in the the japanese wrestlers specifically i figured that matsumoto would be the one to not make it and especially since it's Rachel Evers and this was her second year, she was returning. Yeah. She's second generation. I feel like she has some ties to, because she's been in NXT before. Yeah. Um, she even was, at a time where Ellery was actually on the payroll, not even right. just as a manager, but he yeah. was helping out over there. Yeah. So, so it's really surprising. This was one of the biggest surprises that she didn't advance and Matsumoto did, but I was, yeah. I was happy with it. Sure. Uh, next up is my third of my favorite matches. Yeah, I'm all in a row here on this bracket. Yeah, they're, they're all on this side. I think this side of the bracket actually was better than the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was Mia Yim versus Allison K. Oh, yeah. So Mia Yim's second year, and she did get signed. Uh, she did progress in the tournament a bit, and there was... I guess we didn't see it on TV, but I saw the moment where Triple H told Mia Yim that they signed her to NXT. Yeah, they put it on the website or something yeah, like that. Didn't and they? That's, how, that, that's a good story. You told me about it. Yeah, yeah, she was. it was just really short. It was only like a minute long. But it was after she gets eliminated. She gets eliminated later in the tournament. But apparently the crowd was chanting, uh, please sign Mia, please sign Mia. Like they did similarly with Cedric Alexander back in the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, great moment. Yeah, and if you remember that on the Cruiserweight Classic. <laughs> that was kind of on screen. He was, right. <laughs> calm down, guys. He's going to be yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> Triple H came out into the arena <laughs> yeah. and he basically put his arm around Cedric and was like, okay, guys, and hold the hell is up to the crowd. And, and so big, big cheer from the crowd. Uh, they didn't do that in this one because it was after Mia Yim got knocked out. Yeah. So she was, she was gone. But outside the venue, as she was going to her car apparently yeah. triple h comes up to him and he's like hey so crowd is in there they've been chanting we a police sign mia so i was there's nothing else i can do it's out of my hands at this point you're in nxt <laughs> and so you could tell that like she was surprised because she didn't really react at first she was like what wait huh <laughs> and it, so it was just a really short clip but it was really cool yeah she's finally in this part of her career she's finally managed to put it all together i think it's time for her yeah, i think I mean, so too yeah you know, a few years ago, and even when she was in Impact, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure. I was kind of hot and cold. Jade, I yeah, yeah, I was kind of hot and cold with her, but she is definitely 
evolved everything about her, like the way she operates inside the ring and her personality, yeah. and it's all good now. I think it's taken a little while, because I have seen some of her matches over the years and was recently watching some of her like earlier matches earlier in her career. I think it has taken a while for her to get to where she is, yeah. um, as far as like being that expanded version of herself and being serious about all aspects of it, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far off the mark I am yeah. saying that. But I do know that she had a pretty bad injury. Um, I think it was sometime last year. It may have been between the last year's classic and this one. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's what kept her out year one. Yeah. Yeah. And so her recovering from that, because I remember kind of following her recovery. And so I'm sure that has a lot to do with how serious she's taking it now and how she's evolved her character. Because it seems like it was serious enough to her to almost have to stop wrestling. Hmm. So I'm not sure how, if it was that serious, but that's what it seemed like. So this particular match with Allison K was another one where it was clear that they had a history with each other, both emotionally character wise and just being in the ring together because they worked super duper well together. Yeah. It was another one of the hard hitting matches. And this actually set up one of the, I guess few (laughs) like, recurring themes throughout her portion of the tournament yeah because this is the she went for a chop on allison i believe and she hit the post yeah and her. she hurt her hand yeah and that was that was hard to watch yeah. it was you know whether that was legit or not that was yeah. so well done that it was over for the rest of the tournament yeah. like like her injury was super over there yeah and you know of course having the hand taped up in all the yeah. other matches after that then they kept showing the replay yeah it was it was so well done and so that kept being a thing and yeah. that it added a another level of intrigue to her matches because the she faces caitlin in the next round which we'll get to when caitlin started focusing on it and you're like oh yeah. wow like she's being kind of a jerk but yeah. you know what yeah. she's trying to win yeah so it's, but, it's, that, it's that great gut check how bad do you yeah. want it and all that stuff. and it helped yeah. Mia Yim's character because it showed that she has to fight through this pain she has mm-hmm. to adjust her what she's doing in the ring to compensate for the lack of being able to use her good hand yeah so, so Jerry Lenning it you know as right. I like to call yeah. it like you know he's got that perfected now also mm-hmm. as Mustafa Ali yeah <laughs> like right. he's yeah. he like took the torch of that movement yeah, right. is now incorporated into him so, yeah, it, it works. It's simple but effective, as yeah. I like to say. And the final match on this side of the bracket was Caitlyn versus Kavita Devi. So, Caitlyn was a returner. Kavita Devi, or returner, like, as far as returning yeah. from being here in the past, like, that people knew. Yeah. Kavita Former Devi, Butterfly Champion. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kavita Devi was in the tournament last year. I don't really know, out of all of the people, the Performance Center people, for lack of a better term, that they're trying to create into some sort of superstar for the WWE brand. Kavita Devi doesn't seem like she's progressed so much. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know they want it really bad with yeah. her. I mean, and I, I I haven't even seen any of the, you know, this is kind of a side note, but I don't there were so many signings, they all the all the first Indian signings that yeah. they had there. I've really seen a whole lot of any of them. No. And I've seen her the most out of all of yeah. them. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on with that batch? Like, I'm I'm curious. It may be tough because I know it took a while for them for some of the Chinese signees to show up too. Yeah, we but, still haven't really seen a lot of those either. Yeah, well, Zia Lee is in the tournaments. She was one of them. Okay, some yeah. they've appeared on NXT a couple times, but yeah, as far as the other Indian yeah. ones, 
Uh, um, Kavita Devi, she was in the the women's um, uh, battle royal uh, at WrestleMania, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. She I, was I, one of those NXT ones, but I just don't think she was. I, I, I'm be straight out. I just don't think she was worthy of this tournament. I, I just don't. Yeah. I think there was there's other people like Caitlyn looked better. Like Caitlyn looked like a goddamn superstar that never left in this match. <laughs> yeah. Because Kavita Devi is just not there yet. Yeah. She's not ready, and I don't know what else to say. I mean, I guess the the booking was well. I mean, we at least need to get Caitlyn this far to tell this story. Yeah. So who can we give her to? And it'll be what it'll be. I mean, I feel like they just yeah. That's a match where I, I feel like they just threw their hands in the air and said, "Let's just do it and hope for the best." Yeah, and they could have had other women in that spot. I would have liked to have seen maybe some of the ones that I had mentioned earlier. But yeah, mm-hmm. Caitlyn needed to move on. I think, but there's still other people in the performance center. I think they probably could use that spot yeah. too. I think they're just trying to keep Kavita Devi's face kind of recognized i guess since they had her in the um, first year it'll look bad if they didn't bring her back the second time for maybe, that reason yeah i don't know so i don't know she was, we, we, we like to speculate but that's just what it is yeah she was trained by great Kali initially <laughs> so that may tell oh well she's better that. than him <laughs> yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, I think so yeah you know yeah so but that's that's where you're starting from so i hope the best for her. i hope she does get better i hope the the training takes hold but at this point i'm kind of like hmm so we're halfway done with the opening round oh, of goodness. <laughs> the May Young Tournament. Oh boy, this is truly a special. Yeah, I mean, it's 32 women, yeah, so yeah. yeah. The second half of the tournament, like I said, it's... I don't have as much to say about it, because a lot of my favorite matches were in that, that first half. Um, but let's just go down the list. First up, I have Tegan Knox versus Zatara. Yeah, and, and it definitely looked like Tegan was positioned to uh, go on to do amazing things in I this tournament. I think she tournament. was, yeah. Um, you know, and she's fun. She's she's fun to watch. Yeah. She she's almost like too cute for wrestling in a sense. <laughs> right. But she definitely proves it when the bell rings. Yeah, and I, I like those kind of things. I believe she's a member of Team Kick with Dakota Kai. Yeah, I remember them mentioning that, and I was like, yeah, that'd be a cool tag team. That's almost our argument right there, just to have a women's tag team title. Right. I remember that sign up at Evolution the whole night. Yeah, saying, I think they're starting to pass those out because I see a lot of those now. Oh, really? And they're you think they're fixing it for the dialogue? I think or? some of them are because Ooh. those little like regular size paper signs yeah. i saw a whole bunch of people at one of the recent shows like down front with some of those ah. so if someone's printing them off and giving them out it may be wwe it may be fans some sort so. of super fan yeah yeah, yeah. so I either feel way like they I'm... wouldn't want to create that dialogue for some reason i feel like that would be a bit much really i don't know I, i'm i'm whew, with i'll just do quick if they do a women's tag team title yeah. it needs to go both shows i, I feel like there's a oh, couple yeah. there's a couple of titles yeah. that actually should be that I feel like maybe even the tag title should do that, but yeah. because here's the thing, like tag teams, you know, you don't, you, you work very hard and it's, yeah. it's hard, but it's easier than being one-on-one. I feel like those are the titles that could actually move over both shows yeah. and yeah, it, yeah. the schedule will be a little shit, but at the same time, I think they would take care of them on certain aspects of scheduling. There's plenty of wrestlers that go both Monday and Tuesday nights. Yeah. Like the cruiserweights have to do it. Um, even though they're not always on, they've been on Raw a little bit more. I've been hearing that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but anyway, that, that's if the, both if they have both tag team right. titles for men and women now, but they should the champ should be on both shows. I, I truly feel agree. that way. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no. uh, Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. I've heard of her. I haven't really seen many of her matches, but she's fun. She's of that Dakota Kai kind of style, I guess. Yeah. Like super fun, fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, kind of an underdog usually because she's not the biggest, um, but she can kick people. She has the shiniest wizard, so I yes. like that. 
Yeah, they're both like Spitfire styles. Yeah, I like they're just fun. It. They make you smile whenever yeah. they're in the ring, both of them. Yeah. So I figured that she would kind of be the success story that uh, Dakota Kai was last year because people loved her. She was like maybe not a favorite to win, but she was a fan favorite in the tournament, and she did get signed to NXT. Yes, um, I believe Tegan Knox is already signed. Oh, good. Um, I think she's in the Performance Center now. Okay. Or, well, she's not now because she's injured again. But yeah. she was injured last year, so she couldn't perform in the first May Young Classic. And she gets injured later on. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh. But in this first match, I thought she looked good. Um, Zatara, I don't know who she is. I hadn't seen her before. Mm. I kind of, I don't have a lot to say about her, really. Yeah. Maybe my third least favorite of the whole tournament. <laughs> the match or her? No, her. Just okay. her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, the match was fine. It's, yeah. it's it was fine. Nothing to write home about, but right. it wasn't offensive either. That's kind of right. how I look at it. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, kind of speaking of that, the next matchup was Isla Dawn, who is currently in the NXT UK. She is the the witch from oh. Scotland, I believe. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, and she was facing Nicole Matthews, who is they kept putting over as like this indie veteran. Yeah, she so. was in the Canadian Ninjas, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, right. I believe so. I, if her, I have that right. Her name sounded familiar, and her face kind of looked familiar, but I wasn't familiar enough to say, oh, yeah, I remember what she did here. I feel like I saw her at least one of the first four Shimmer shows ever. Like, okay. I think she's been doing it that She way. probably was. Yeah. I just don't remember. Yeah. Uh, so. It's been a while since I've watched those. Uh, she's definitely legit, despite all that, whether I'm right or wrong about that last yeah. statement. But at the same time, I feel like she might have choked just a little bit, especially in the first round. It was, She just didn't make the impression that I wanted for her yeah. because I was familiar with her enough. I wanted her to do well. And any time somebody yeah. from Shimmer is in there, I want them to look badass. Yeah. Uh, for the same reason, like Ring of Honor people, like the, you know, there's certain feds and Dragon Gate, you know, yeah. the ones that we're loyal to. It's like when they're there, no matter who it is, we want them to do better. Yeah. Uh, we will have an exception this year with Punishment Martinez. However, <laughs> uh, however, yeah, it just it wasn't a good first round. Maybe it's just one of those things, and these things do happen sometimes mm. where they maybe just don't jive with your opponent. I think that may have been it. Yeah, I she think had some wardrobe issues too. She so. both, yeah, she did move on. Nicole Matthews moved on, and she yeah. had wardrobe issues both times. She even changed her wardrobe in the yeah. second match she had, and it threw her off, but in a different way. Yeah, but you kept <laughs> seeing her like mess with it like yeah. throughout the match. I think this one, like her pants were like just. They wouldn't stay up like, yeah. all the way. And she kept having to, to mess with it. Yeah, and then they um, gave her a full body thing. But then, yeah. like, she she had, like, her, her under underarm yeah. air. Like, the thing was too high. Yeah. So she kept trying to pull it down. Yeah. <laughs> so so like, it was, it's like, shit's too high now. So it was tough. I think maybe, and yeah, maybe she didn't mesh completely well with Isla Dawn. I don't, the crowd wasn't into the match either. Yeah. Which, which could have been feeding the action in the ring as well. And just, like, mm. that, that cycle of, like, feeding off of each other. Yeah. Which was disappointing because it's clear that she's good at what she does. Yeah. And I kind of would have liked to have seen her be be one of those indie vets who comes in and makes these, these women look amazing. Which, I mean, she didn't make anyone look bad. She looked sure. good. But she was... Out of everyone in the tournament, I have, well, of that level, I guess. Of, yeah. Like, we know that she can do well. Yeah. I think she maybe didn't perform as well as maybe she had hoped. Yeah, and that's one, I actually kind of hope they bring her back next yeah. year. Because I want her to say all those things that we just said. Yeah, right. In a sense of, like, and then she's going to be just, like, so mad. Yeah. Like, and have a massive chip on her shoulder. And, like, I thought I came in here, I thought I was queen shit, and mm-hmm. I... Just, I'm going to roll over this thing. I've got this. I mean, I've been doing it for so long, and I'm going to win. You know, and maybe she's like, I was humbled, 
And you're kind of like the way Shayna talked about losing the first yeah. uh, finals. Yeah. Like, I'm not even a shell of that person anymore. So, right. like, now it's time to go. So I'd like to see her come back and really... And I think there's a built-in thing right there. Yeah. I mean, that, that can be said for anybody who loses the tournament. Sure. But I feel like that could be one... I want to see her uh, make up for this year, honestly, next right. year. And I think someone that did do that is in the next match I have listed here. It was Rhea Ripley versus MJ Jenkins. Yeah. And Rhea Ripley was in the tournament last year. I don't really remember what she did so yeah, much. Me neither. Yeah. Kind of forgettable, kind of vanilla last yeah. year. And now she's all of a sudden the female Pete Dunn. Yeah, apparently. Right. Yeah, she is, really. Like, wow. She's a massive chip on her shoulder. Yeah. Like, she was another one of those. It was at Evolution, and I think it was Evolution. She was at something. And <laughs> whenever the women were in the ring, she wouldn't clap. She was like, ugh. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't even want to be here because if I'm not in that ring, like, I don't want to be sitting yeah. here watching it. I love that. Um, I became a fan, like, that night yeah. of her in this first round, honestly. Yeah. So. Um, MJ Jenkins, she was fine. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a good uh, there's a good upside. I'm going to hit the <laughs> generic again. Your yeah, yeah. Cool. Good upside there. Uh, yeah. Ripley's ready. Ripley's believable. Ripley could challenge Shayna Baszler right now and be like, yeah, we'll do that. Ripley's, Ripley's part of the NXT UK, and I know some of what she's done in the UK tapings, so you don't have to worry about her. Good. Yeah. Can we ever get to a point, uh, we were talking off air about this, but in a beautiful world, I will actually like be first in line for mixed match challenge. Not that I'm against it, right. but we, you know what I'm going to say. We need to have Ripley and Dunn <laughs> to rule mixed match challenge for like the next 10 years at that this would point. be amazing oof, yeah oof. yeah <laughs> you think they would get along with each other i don't know but i just want to see them nose to nose right, it yeah. like like they're partners but they also kind of want to hit each they're other trying to outdo each other too, <laughs> yeah that kind of thing yeah. i mean it's not even just the european thing they have the same haircut and yeah. the same fighting style practically i so. believe rhea ripley's from new zealand if i'm not mistaken it's all european to me so. <laughs> right <laughs> i love you europeans um so yeah, it was it was a good start for Rhea Ripley. MJ Jenkins was she just kind of got fed to Rhea in this match, I think. But mm-hmm. like you said, she I do like what Jenkins was doing. I don't think that she has been signed or that I haven't heard anything about no. her. Give her but, give her another look next year, and yeah. I'm sure that there will be massive consideration at yeah, that point. Absolutely. So. Anybody who offers her a deal, if if someone's not offering her, a, you know, whether it's Ring of Honor, or I think she was an impact for a while. Um, ah. At some point, because I was showing I, my I did, impact ignorance now. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, me too. I w- I only knew I only saw that because I was looking up some of these women that I didn't know as much about, and I I, I believe that I saw pictures of her in, in Impact at one point. Gotcha. So, um, but the next match up on this side of the bracket was Reina Gonzalez versus uh, Casey Catanzaro. And Casey yeah. was the American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't really watch the American Ninja Warrior. I love American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. When I get a chance to watch it, I yeah. watch it. And I like it, yeah, but I just haven't seen that much. Yeah, and when I heard that... I actually am enough of a fan of the show that when I heard she was signed, I was like, oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. Because I was slightly familiar with her work. I've okay. actually seen her on YouTube here and there. I usually yeah. watch a lot of the stuff on YouTube sometimes. Yeah. But... Yeah, I was like, man, if she has that superstar click in her head go yeah. off at some point, that's going to be super cool. Yeah. Because it literally, like what Renee Young said a few uh, months ago on Raw when Leo was out there doing his thing, mm-hmm. like, it's like American Ninja Warrior. That kind no, of thing yeah. could really have a really comfortable hybrid in the world of pro wrestling. It yeah. makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. 
So that is, you know, she's definitely in a position that they want her to look successful and have yeah. a good look here. I got to say, man, I really like Raina Gonzalez. And I know she's done some work in Texas for RCW yeah. and places like that. But, man, I am so, like, the last two years in this tournament, I feel like she has choked both times. Like, and, you know, she's even been on NXT a couple of times, too. Yeah. But that, those tournament matches especially, I just feel like she is not showing what she can do. She's better than those matches that she's had in those these tournaments. I feel like she just, maybe she just gets nervous or something. Maybe. In this match, she was there to help Casey look really great. Sure. Because Casey... And she did her job there, but... Yeah. At this point, Casey Catanzaro, she has a thing. She is really agile. She can do some really amazing, acrobatic, agile things but maybe she can't put together a super great wrestling match. And I think Reina Gonzalez was in there to help make sure that it was a good wrestling match yeah. while allowing Casey to run around the ring and do all these flips and flops and everything. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, and it could be one of those things, maybe the size difference was just too big. Maybe, yeah. And that's where yeah, maybe some of the awkwardness comes Kevin in. Zaro is tiny. Yeah, because like, she's, she's like real small. 80 pounds soaking wet with right. a brick in her pocket. Yeah. And Reina Gonzalez is like the second coming of China, basically. <laughs> yeah. And she's taller than her yeah, too. I yeah. mean, she's big. Oh, is she big? Yeah, China? yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. And uh, but, yeah, it was just sad. And it's one of those things I feel the need to almost make apologies for a Texas wrestler because <laughs> yeah, right. we we are pretty much pro wrestling. I I I own it, you know. Sure. So, but I just felt bad for Reina, you know. Yeah. And and she wasn't going to win this match anyway. But I just wanted her to have a better showing. And yeah, it's just, I agree. It was kind of sad. Yeah. So. Um, I do like Casey Canizaro's like ring entrance where she like just climbs up the post. Like, yeah, off. I love that. It shows how small she is too that yeah. she can actually do that. Yeah, but uh, I think that's pretty fun. Yeah, so, she is going to be. She is going to be at the, at the end of the day if she gets it right. She yeah. will be the female Rey Mysterio. Mark my words. Yeah, so. I mean she definitely has the ability, the athletic ability. I'm just she's one of those where yeah she's super fun to watch. I just hope that she can develop the pro wrestling side of it. That yeah. she can put together put put all of that stuff into a good match. Yeah. And she's not always reliant on someone else to help her have that good match. Well yeah, yeah. I mean that comes with experience, obviously. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But I have high hopes. Yeah, me too. Uh next up is Io Shirai versus Zaya Brookside. Oh man. So Yeah, your your favorite. Yes. Io Shirai, I think I mentioned on the show, is my favorite to win the whole thing initially. I think that she didn't have as good of a showing in this tournament as I would have hoped, but I still think she looked really good yeah. in the tournament. I, I, you know, as much of a fan I am of Botchamania, I think they were a little harsh on her this year. Yeah. Uh, but because, but I, I will say, let's just skip right to the finish, and yeah. I do want to talk about Zaya or Zia, depending on which ocean you, you live on. It's Zaya. She um, says Zaya. Oh, nice. Okay, thank you. So, yeah, man, she just every ounce of her landed on her in that moonsault yeah. like that was yeah. uncomfortable to watch yeah. i'm not saying she messed up but i was like wow i mean well, it was fun to watch that's what it's supposed to be yeah. she didn't always shirai didn't always hit the moonsault precisely i okay. guess throughout the tournament throughout the entire tournament yeah, yeah. but the one with zaya brookside yeah she that was the best one yeah, she crushed her so she kind of missed the other ones almost entirely yeah like she, some of them she did the next uh, we'll talk about those later but you know what a story though that they that they painted here because you know Io is the favorite, and they almost basically told you before the bell rang she's gonna win this match. Yeah, we really like Zaya because 
man, she's second generation. Mm-hmm. Robbie never got a true shot in WWE, but now he's office, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. That's weird. He's he's like the British version of Adam Pierce. Yeah. Like yeah. Adam should have been a WWE superstar, yeah. just like Robbie should have been a WWE superstar. Yeah. And they won everything pretty much everywhere except there. Right. But somebody figured it out, and at least now they have good jobs with actually better health benefits now. Right. <laughs> but finding out that he'd never seen his daughter wrestle crazy. before, yeah. oh my God. I to be there for that. There yeah. were two moments in this tournament where I went, <gasps> Yeah. And the other one's coming up. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And it was like, you know, they they almost probably should have put the camera on him more. You know, because, like, he was, he looked equally terrified and equally (laughs) proud and equally on the verge of tears all at the same time. Yeah. And it it was probably a mixture (laughs) of all that because, yeah, he's super proud, obviously. All the emotions of seeing your daughter wrestle in live for the first time ever, I can't even imagine. Um, but knowing that she was going in there with Io Shirai, who was going to destroy her, and, yeah. and she did. No. Uh, this... They might as well have put her in there with makeup. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, because Zaya did lots of, at least two uh, tours of stardom, so I was really familiar with what she could yeah. do in the ring. And, you know, we talked about how badass the Japanese feds are yeah. for ladies, but it's no joke in England either. I yeah. mean, she spent a lot of time there, too. She was a, like, the first ever, one of the... Some like, English promotion. She was the first ever women's champ. Maybe I think like they, ICW or something like it, that. It was something like that. It was like UK ICW yeah, or something like okay. that. It was like five letters yeah. or something. But she, because she carried the title into stardom with her. Nice. So, um, so I've seen what she can do. She's really, really, really young. She may have been the youngest in this tournament. I think who's, they were saying. Yeah, who's smaller, her or um, like Casey? Yeah, Cadenzaro. Is that a horse race um, right there? Or <laughs> it's probably pretty close. I think Cadenzaro was the smallest, but that could have just been because we saw her in there with Reina. Fair enough. But yeah, I like Zaya Brookside. I didn't expect her to do much. This was a showcase for Io Shirai. This was Io's introduction to the WWE, basically. Yeah, and the rest, um, the rest of the world. And, That's her yeah, coming out to the rest of the world yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. so we didn't get to see everything of what she can do in this match either, because it was really short. I believe the match wasn't very long. She just basically rolled over Zaya, hit the moonsault, yeah. and that was it. Yeah. It wasn't a squash, but it, it was Pretty close. It was, it was close. It was yeah. close. It wasn't quite the makeup one, I thought. It oh, was, no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. But that was the start of the, the journey for EO. Yeah, it's... Before we move on to the next match, Chris, you know, I gotta say, and this is just weighing on my head, so I have to get it out there into the world. I think it's kind of a shame and a missed opportunity at this point that she doesn't have Kyrie's gimmick. The... the pirate princess yeah because then she could be captain eo oh yeah yeah okay all right (laughs) you have to be at least 35 years old to get that reference i think yeah probably (laughs) i almost didn't get it it almost sailed me by all right Um, let's move on next matchup was zayuxis who i didn't know coming into this and Ariel, fake name, right? You think so? Fake name. She's like, this is like somebody from North Dakota, yeah, right? In a mask, <laughs> right? It's like any Japanese person in an American promotion in a mask. Yes. Oh, it's Jamie Noble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or Jerry Lynn. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was up against Ariel Monroe. Yeah, another sports entertainer yes. who I think will. It's a matter of when, not a matter of right, if, with yeah. her. Man, and like kind of the face of the the tournament uh, stinger intro there for the thing you saw her right on there, and it's like, oh, we have a new look here. Like, 
hey, who's that? You know, that was yeah. kind of one of those people in the video package. I was like, hey, who's that going to be? You yeah. know, yeah. so good look, great personality. And this was the other part where I was talking about what Robbie Brookside did where yeah, yeah. I, Chris, you know me. Mm-hmm. I don't like babies. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like kids. I'm not having them. No, I know. But I got a little emotional yeah. <laughs> seeing her daughter out there with Cedric Alexander, by yeah, the way. Yeah. And I didn't know any about any of that. Yeah, me either. And, but man, at the right before the match and right after the match, yeah, was, I had all the feels yeah. for her daughter. Like, oh my god. Yeah, because her daughter was there, and before the match, when she was coming out, she's like looking at her mother in the ring up there, and she's going nuts. Larger she's so than life. happy, and yeah. uh, Cedric's there, and like like Cedric's a great guy too, and you, yeah. can, you feel his emotions as well, and you could tell that he was super happy about oh. the whole situation. Um, Ariel Monroe did not win the match. Yeah, and no one's more upset about this than her daughter. Right. That's for sure. I yeah. mean, I'm upset, but yeah. I couldn't handle that. Like, I almost couldn't handle it. Yeah, you yeah. go back to the shot of Cedric and, and Ariel's daughter after she loses the match, and just her face is just drenched in tears. Yeah. yeah. And she is, like, yeah. wailing. It's like, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Zeuxes is, like, the biggest heel of this entire tournament because of that. She made that baby or child cry like that. I resent that wrestling has done that twice this year to, right. to a kid in the crowd that I've seen. Right. <laughs> like that kid at Mania, man. Oh, yeah. I can't get that kid out of my head. <laughs> it's, it's, God... Okay, yeah. please move on before I well, start getting Well, before we move on, good thing about this. Did you notice that Ariel Monroe was wearing kind of Joker colors? She was in like green and purple, and she was doing like this Joker kind of feel. I guess I didn't realize that right She was, and okay. I didn't really notice it at first. Someone else had to point it out to okay. me. But she was, and if you notice, Cedric Alexander, who does a lot of like comic book inspired things. Oh, he's a freaking nerd, yeah, he, he wears like the Miles Morales Spider-Man stuff a lot, but... A few weeks after that, uh, you could see him wearing a Harley Quinn inspired outfit. He had the, the like the little diamond shapes and the, <laughs> the black and red. <laughs> so they did like a gender swap Joker and Harley wow. like, between shows. Wow, really cool. I got to go back and check those outfits out. I'll have to try to pinpoint like which show that was. Yeah. That's, I think it wasn't a super show, times. was it? No, it was. It was a. Well, it might have been. Huh. He may have worn it a few times. Okay. But someone pointed it out. Like they were like, okay. "Hey, Cedric, did you mean to do this?" And he's like, "Yeah, he confirmed it." So yeah, that's awesome. So that was really cool. I don't think Cedric's a nerd. I just like to, you know, poke fun a little bit. Hey, nerds are cool, though. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, dude, freaking Johnny and uh, Candace. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you follow them online? Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, they like go to Disney World or Land every year for their anniversary. I think. Oh and yeah. She bought him like a whole bunch of Spider-Man toys yeah. for like recently. <laughs> for his birthday or something yeah they're great so yeah, yeah. um next matchup second to last match of the first round oh, i swear we're, we're gonna, almost we're, out of we're gonna get out of the first round okay uh diana perrazzo versus priscilla kelly ah so diana yes. perrazzo did have a little bit of indie controversy i guess because of this yeah uh, she was gonna be at all in and, yeah. and they uh yeah so and she was not um <laughs> ashley rain was at all in though yeah, well, that Ring, that right. led me to believe. Well, one of them has been signed, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> so. and that was that was the difference. Diana Perrazzo has been signed again, I guess, because she was in NXT before. I don't know if she maybe she didn't have a contract or whatever, but when but a few years ago she had multiple matches in NXT, um, but she is back in NXT full time, and so we knew this going in, so it wasn't any surprise that she did well in the tournament. We've mm-hmm. seen some of her matches. We saw her wrestle live. She had that uh, street fight 
with uh, Karen Q that we saw at that ROH show. Yes. Um, so that was that was good. I remember yeah, that being, yeah, yeah. being pretty entertaining. And yeah. I like Diana Perrazzo. She calls herself the virtuosa. Yeah. Um, Michael Cole said the virtuoso, which is wrong, but whatever. I'm not <laughs> yeah, going to complain. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. Much she's, better than the maestro from yeah, WCW. Right. But, and also someone that, you know, not that they were that bad last year mm-hmm. from what I saw them when I did see them wrestle last year, but another person that's massively on my radar. I mean, maybe it's just the whole thing that she's found her thing finally. Yeah. Like, maybe so much from a character standpoint. And that right. could be a perception as reality. But, you know, I just like that you know, we have a submission psychologist, yeah. very basic pro wrestler, but that sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. And it's almost unique now at this point. Yeah, so her you know? finisher is the Fujiwara armbar. Yeah. Like, you don't get a lot more basic than that, really. Yeah. But she builds up to it really well, and yeah. we see that as the tournament goes and along. She's going to be a really good heel. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing her in the yeah, ring. Yeah, because she's... she's tends to typically be kind of a baby face from yeah. her time in ROH that I've seen and her time in NXT, her brief time that we haven't seen her a whole lot yet. No. But yeah, she's really has this like really quiet air about her. I think that when she starts getting that arrogance about her, she starts getting some wins and starts yeah. getting arrogant, which I feel is inevitable. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be really cool. Yeah. I'd like to see her and like Kyrie Sane feud. I think that'd be fantastic. Ooh. Like really arrogant Diana Perrazzo versus yeah. like the bubbly like Kyrie Sane. I think yeah. that'd be great. It's all good. Nothing, nothing but uh, high marks for her, and she's going to be fine, yeah. despite how far along she did in this tournament. We'll see. Yeah. Well, she got she got decently far. Yeah. Um, Priscilla Kelly. I don't really have anything to say about yeah. her. Um, she's alright. Much. Yeah, she was fine. <laughs> and then the last match of the first round was the aforementioned Karen Q versus the aforementioned Zia Lee. Which we're talking about the Chinese Zia yeah. Lee is yeah. one of them. Weird that we have two women named Zaya in this tournament. <laughs> yeah. but, um, that's cool. That's where the different pronunciations should have been made and right. put into effect yeah. there, but I guess not. Uh, whatever. <laughs> there was like four Chris's in uh, WWE for a while. I think yeah. at one point, remember that? Yeah. So yeah, you can do that. Why not? It's um, an evolution after all. Yeah, right. I like this match though. I, it surprised me that I liked it. I mean, I think Karen Q was fine. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect much from Zia Lee. She was in the tournament last year, and I don't really remember her that yeah. much last year. I'm I honestly kind of struggling yeah. to remember this match. I'm sorry. It. I mean, if I have a problem with some of the Asian, uh, specifically some of the non-Japanese Asian wrestlers, and this is kind of like all throughout WWE is they make them do the martial arts gimmicks. And that's yeah. kind of what this was. This was yeah. like a martial arts fight. Yeah. And even, I don't really see... down to the music when they come out. It's just like, yeah, stop it. I don't know stop about it. that stuff. Like, I mean, we have at least moved past a ding, 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 you know, like the Oregon <laughs> really? Express stuff. Yeah. But it's still there. Like, you yeah. can hear, we've moved on from like the little dong, dong, dong to yeah. like, the, like the, the flutes. Right. Like, we're up to that now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, someday... Much. They'll just be able to come out to heavy metal. Yeah, and I get that Zia Lee is a martial artist, I assume, because she was doing stuff that looks like she's practiced in it. Uh, I don't really see Karen Q as that kind of wrestler, though, yeah. but they that's what they had like a martial arts fight, basically. Yeah. But I think they worked well together. I what think, was the finish? I don't even remember. Well, Zia Lee won with... Uh, I think it was a kick of some sort. Okay. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at my notes. I don't have that right now. Because this is one of the first shows. But 
I was impressed with Xia Li. Like, I would put her on the same level as the other Performance Center women that returned. Okay. I was more impressed with Tana Arakanchi. Yeah. But Xia Li, I thought, did improve from last year. Enough to make me notice her and be like, okay, yeah, like, she's progressing well. Yeah. Out of all the Chinese signees, she's probably progressed the most. I was about to say that, like, that's... That makes up for Kavita to be, right. uh, and I'm glad you reminded me that she was even in this thing. Yeah. But yeah, I do remember this now, and I'm not even yeah. just saying that. So we're at the end of round one, Chris. Yes. Let's go ahead and give the most improved award out. If you had gun to your head, Chris, out of the returners, we're going strictly on the returners. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is the most improved from last year overall? I, so I've, I've switched it three times in my head since sure. we thought about recording this. As far as just what we've seen in the tournament mm-hmm. improved the most, I would have to go with Rhea Ripley. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. And I, I, Originally, I was like, no, it's Conti. No, it's Evers. Yeah. But, yeah, Ripley, I think, has to be the clear-cut choice here. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and not just because she won more, although that doesn't hurt. Right. <laughs> but... Yeah, she she was a standout for sure. Yeah, just attitude, so. the way she carries herself is the most different. Rachel Evers, I think, has improved quite a bit. She carries herself in a very similar way as she did last year. Conchi has improved a lot. Um, she still has a ways to go, but she is she's already. I think if they brought her into NXT tomorrow, I'd be like, cool. Yeah, like, that's absolutely. Because she has she was kind of like I think Bianca Belair. She was a standout last year because of. Partly her look because of the hair and yeah. the hair whip thing. She had that gimmick that yeah, was like yeah. amazing. Like Instant you, you, gimmick. You cannot forget that. Yeah. And I She'll th- be able to ride that out no matter where she yeah, lands. Yeah. She can go anywhere in the world now and do that now. Right. That's pretty great. Yeah. And I think she had good matches. I think she was carried a little bit in some of them, maybe. She's gotten better with her wrestling over the past year. And I think that's kind of the spot where Conchi is right now, yeah. is where she's good. She's, you see the potential there. She just needs to be in NXT to yeah. get more um, in-ring experience to yeah. build up that wrestling match stuff, yeah. as opposed to just like the big, nice moves things. Sure. You ready to go into the second round? Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> this will go a little bit faster because there's no more like scouting reports. Yeah, stuff. we got to get to evolution. Yeah, right. So. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. So <laughs> going through the one of my favorite matches I have, well, I, I guess maybe I'll stop saying my favorite matches because <laughs> I have three favorite matches in the second round as well, and they all happen on that first half of the the uh, tournament bracket. Satomura versus Mercedes Martinez was a fantastic match. Wow. Yeah, that's... That's an early match of the year candidate for me. Yeah. Because I just, I was like, and here's the other thing. The positioning was brilliant here because they're almost exactly similar in their journey as far as like how long they've been doing it, how much respect they carry in their respected countries as far as the predominantly where they compete. Right. You see where I'm going with this. You do. And it was just a damn shame that somebody was going to go home here. Because this, to me, this could have been a finals. I realize that youth is kind of king when it comes to this, and it probably will be forever, honestly. Yeah. But man, this this would have been, it's a main event anywhere in the country. Yeah. And damn, it was just it was so fun to watch. I'm actually talking about. It, I want to go watch it again. I see. Yeah, I think this could have been a finals. It could have been a semifinals. I was a little 
seeing this match happen in the second round before I even watched it, knowing that it was happening, no. I was like, why is this here? Why is this not in the semis? It why totally is this not should have been in the semis. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was a little disappointed that one of these women wouldn't make it that far. I was a little disappointed that Mercedes Martinez didn't get as far this year as she did last year. Yeah. But look at the draw. Retrospect, I see why they did it. I'm happy that we got to see the match, and I think that's why it was there, because we know now that other people were to go to the semis. Yeah. And Can't you just see Mercedes just going, all right, I'll do it again this year, yeah. but I want Mako. Right. I don't even care where. I, that like, could have like, been part of it, yeah. Maybe she was on her bucket list. Maybe she, has she ever wrestled before? I don't know. I'm not sure, not to my knowledge, but it, it might yeah. have happened. But, and I think it's pretty clear seeing Satomura moves on, Seeing who Satomura wrestles in the next round, it felt like a huge step down from when I was watching, but I get it. Like, they were giving this other woman the attention that it's clear that they're going to move her to somewhere sooner than later. Yeah. Long story short, I'm just glad that they had the foresight to know that people wanted to see this match happen, and they did it, regardless of where it was. Yeah. That would have been worth traveling to see. Yeah. Yeah. That I can't say that about a lot of matches, but right. it's definitely one that I wish I could have seen live. Yeah. So that may have been my favorite match of the whole tournament. The tournament, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, next matchup in that same bracket was who I was just talking about. Lacey Lane versus Tainara Conchi. Lacey Lane does move on. She does face Sotomore in the next round. That was another one who's going to win it. Like, yeah. They really had that feel, just like the previous match. I was a little upset with this one. Um, not mad upset, just kind of disappointed, I guess. Yeah. I, I wanted to see, after the first round that Conchi had... I really, really, really wanted to see her go one more round. Me too. And I'm not hating. You're right. I'm not hating on Lacey. It's yeah. just I, w- I kept being surprised by yeah. it was like a double Cinderella story. Like yeah. two different age brackets, Mako and Lacey yeah. were going farther than anybody would have thought. Just looking on the surface, if you just watch bracketology or something, yeah, right. you'd be like, "Wow, well, where did they come from?" Yeah, you know. So yeah, and bracketology that was. You hear the voiceovers, and you hear Mara Ranallo, yeah. and then they cut back to the arena, and it's Michael Cole. It's Michael Cole in the center there. Just bumming me out. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't get any like of the, the foreign-born women their names. He would just pronounce them differently like at different times. Especially the Shirai, Io Shirai versus Zeoxys match. Like, he got those names wrong all the time. Anyway, Lane and Conchi, I think I like the match. I think... I'd like to see that one a year from now. Yeah, exactly. That'll be good a year yeah, from yeah, now, yeah. actually. Yeah. So, just a little bit of a disappointment there. Sure. But you're going to get disappointed in, in these tournaments at some yeah. point or another. Especially with as many great people that are in this. Yeah. It's going to be disappointing at oh, times. Dude, I rooted against Shayna like, after the first round the whole way through. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, next match up was Tony Storm versus Hiroyo Matsumoto. Boom. Another great match. Mm-hmm. What can you say at this point? We've yeah. talked about how much both of them are excellent. Yeah. Um, Tony Storm moves on. Yeah, and this was what Matsumoto was, pretty much dominates any match he's in, and this was to give Storm the ability to fight through that, fight through those like heavy, heavy strikes. A sympathetic character. Yeah, and to build up that side of who she is, because she was pretty like right on the same level with Jenny, and they were trading back and forth, but this one she had to fight through it, Yeah. so I think it's important for her character to do that. Yeah, people talk about how they could book this shit, and I'm guilty of doing that as well. Sure. Yeah. But when you get down to things like that, and mm-hmm. you're making a tournament, yeah. like you have to plan this a long time. Yeah. I feel like you do. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know 
where you start from the inception of any tournament versus getting done with it. Yeah, it's tough. But having to tell that story and hoping that there's enough wherewithal to be like, hey, we need to have them go through different moments in each round yeah. if they're moving on. So, like, they probably have names for these kind of matches. Probably. You know? Like, okay, the Ricky Morton match. Like, yeah. uh, you're, you know, your, uh, you know, I'm sure Andre do. the Giant yeah. match. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, yeah. There was definitely, when you watch it, you can see, if you want to behind the scenes it in your head a little bit, you can see those different journeys that yeah. they take to better flesh out this character. Yeah. I, I dig that. Yeah. I don't even realize it's happening until it's over. Right. Yeah. But I like that. It's, yeah, it wasn't like, it's always retrospect. It's like, oh yeah, I see why they did that now. Where yeah. in the moment, you're still like in the moment, you're like, oh, this is making me angry or this is really cool. But then you look back and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, some of the time, or you could just do a bad tournament like WrestleMania Four, <laughs> right? And just like, why did they do any of that? Yeah, no, no clue. <laughs> um, yeah, man, the look on Hiroyo Matsumoto's face when she lost—I was, was pulling for Tony Storm as much as much as I love Hiroyo Matsumoto. I figured that Tony Storm would win, and I was pulling for her in this match. Yeah. And but yeah, I was really sad, just like seeing like that look of shock and like sadness on Matsumoto's face when she. Do, lost. do we get to keep her? Like, is she gonna stay or uh, is I she don't gonna think go so. back? I think oh. she's yeah, maybe. Maybe she'll be back next year. Yeah, they should they should bring her in for like some of those mm. like one offs. I mean, I'll just put them on UK sometimes. All right. They'll do they'll do well there. Yeah. Next match up on the same bracket, the winner of this would face Tony Storm. Was Mia Yim versus Caitlyn? It was a good match. Yeah, it was. Uh... Yeah, I'm surprised that I didn't, you know, I I wasn't jazzed about Caitlyn being in this tournament at all, yeah. honestly. I wasn't really either, but she surprised me. Her matches yeah. I, her matches were entertaining. Those were, that was, that, okay, that match was the best match I've ever seen her do. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. the one where AJ beat her at Payback was pretty good. Maybe yeah. I'm just being thoroughly entertained by the fact that she did cry after it. <laughs> but, yeah, that was probably the best match she's ever had, I think. Yeah, so, I didn't even know she was from Houston until they said no, so. Yeah. I yeah. kind of remembered that. Yeah, so that's fun. Yeah, uh, but Mia Yim did move on. and yeah, Deservedly so. Yeah, yes. and she had to... Because it was interesting because Caitlyn did go after her hand after a while. Because yeah. Caitlyn was the the baby face whatever yeah but she was she was going hard after that hand so yeah. i think she could have gone either way personality wise especially with the crowd she was yeah. in it to win it and yeah. i think there's some people that might have resisted her like me so yeah. it'd be easy to boo her at that yeah. point why not right on the other side of the bracket was tegan knox versus nicole matthews ah uh, yes which was i mean it was it was another one like we were talking about matthews role in this tournament and her yeah. her issues um, so this one didn't stand out a whole lot to me, and it didn't stand out, I don't think, as much as they wanted it to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was still a good match yeah. for, for Tegan Knox. Yeah. Uh, next matchup on that side, the winner of that was Tegan Knox. The next matchup who would face her was the match of Ripley, Rhea Ripley versus Casey Catanzaro. No surprise who won this one. I think Catanzaro had, did what she was there to do, which was to make people go, wow. I yeah. can't wait to see more of her whenever yeah. they let us see more of her. Yeah, but I'm, Rhea, I'm the same way. Yeah. But yeah, I just waited for her to get caught. Yeah, I knew she would get caught, yeah. and Rhea didn't let me down on that. Yeah, and it was it, it definitely was that kind of thing where you could see that Rhea was just waiting for that moment, and then when she got her, like, yeah, it was over, which mm-hmm. is kind of what you would expect. Uh, it wasn't my favorite match of the tournament, but it was good for those characters, and it was a good step in the tournament for Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Yeah, some of my favorite matches as a kid were like not 
I call them glorified squash matches at this point, but they were like competitive matches. Yeah. And it's like DiBiase versus the Blue Blazer right. and Coco Beware versus Big Boss Man. Yeah, right. I kind of know realistically that my, my favorites, babyface characters, are not going to win this match. Yeah. But it's fun to watch them run around the ring and just try to not be caught. Right. But, you know, once they get caught, it's over. And yeah, right. it, it actually, I thought about those two matches watching That's this cool. match. That's a good thing. Yeah. Anytime I get reminded of those, then I just saw a good wrestling match. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up was Io Shirai versus Zeuxis, which I mentioned this match a second ago. Yeah. Um, by the way, the moonsault that Io Shirai does is not an Asai moonsault. The Asai moonsault was invented by Yoshihiro Asai, aka mm-hmm. the Ultimo Dragon, who would do a springboard off the second rope outside to the floor. Yes. Which you see a lot now, yeah. but the first time you ever saw it in America right. was when, uh, well, whenever Ultimo Dragon would do it. Right. But also on WWE when yeah. Takamichinoku would do yeah. it. And so Michael Cole's been calling, well, let's say he's, for for argument's sake, yeah. Michael Cole has been around this move for right. 20 plus years yeah. now. But he's calling just a top rope into the ring moonsault in Asai moonsault. It is not. So, all right. Anyway, the match itself, I don't know. I think Zayuxis wasn't a great uh, foil for Io Shirai. Yeah. I don't think they got what they wanted to out of it. I don't think she gained anything out of this match mm-hmm. as far as, you know, and, and some of that's her fault and some of that's the company's fault. I, yeah. I just I just think this one was the forgettable match. Yeah. Of, e- easily of anything past the first round. Yeah. So, yeah, as much as I was hoping for, like, this fantastic run by Io Shirai, she didn't have it. I think Tony Storm had the run of the tournament. Yeah. This, but Io Shirai did win this match. Uh, with a moonsault on the legs. With a moonsault on the legs. <laughs> and the she would face the winner of Diana Perrazzo versus Xia Li. And this a much was, better match. Yeah, it was a better match. Uh, Xia Li, again, she was good. Perrazzo outclassed her, um, out-wrestled her. And it wasn't really any surprise that Diana Perrazzo would move on to the next one. Yeah. All right, we're already in the semis? Yeah, well, quarters. Quarterfinals, sorry. Quarter. <laughs> Getting excited. Right. Uh, quarterfinals, back on the other side. Mako Satomura faced Lacey Lane. No surprise who would win. Um, this was when talking about Mako Satomura's run in the tournament of having the, like these fantastic like indie superstar clashes, and then having these these are the women that we want to build and we want to give exposure and experience to. This is one of those experience matches. Yeah. I believe Lacey Lane probably appreciated what she was in there doing. Sure. I would hope so. I don't think you can be in that position knowing that she would have this match. I think the other women in the locker room would be like, hey, you know what this means, right? I hope so. (laughs) I just hope hope so on all ends because I thought the same thing. I was talking about it out loud with my wife, the exact same thing. And man. But. You know, I gotta give her credit. She didn't choke. Yeah, no, she. This was this was her best match in the tournament, Lacey yeah. Lane. I think the nerves were maybe a little bit uh, off, but it was also because she was in there with Mako Satomura, yeah. who she's one of those women. I think that she could take someone off the street, put them in the ring, and she could have a great match with them. Um, yeah, it's gotta be the equivalent of like, let's say you just wrestled for a couple of years, you're you're in yeah. a couple of years pro, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey. Um, do you want to wrestle Chris Jericho? Right. <laughs> uh, sure. Right. Yes, yes, I do. 
I am not ready for this, but I'm going to do my best. <laughs> right. And you can see how gracious Satomura is. When Lacey Lane did take over in the match, she got like the, these like like sequences of offense. It wasn't a lot, but she did get it. It didn't look entirely convincing, but it was due to no fault of like either one of them, I don't think. It was just the inexperience of Lacey Lane at this point. But you could see that Mako was like feeding her so well and like putting Lacey Lane's attack over so well. And then when she would go back on the attack, Satomura, you could just see like all the little things she did. And she she made Lacey Lane look really good in this match, I think. Yeah. So, and again, just like Killer Kelly, like this was fantastic experience for her. Yeah. So, and I'm in like a sweet spot for myself at the tournament at this point because Caitlyn's out and Davies out, and I don't have anything to worry about. Yeah, right. So I just sat back and was like, I was yeah. relaxed. I yeah. was like, this is great. Yeah. This is freaking awesome, and I don't even care who wins it now. I've got a few favorites, but right. I just said, let it fall the way it's going to fall, right. and I'm good. I love that. It's it's like when you that's when you know you're watching a good Royal Rumble match. Yeah, right. Whenever all the shit's out. Yeah. Right. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm I can relax. relax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, but Meiko Satomura, of course, did win this. She would face the winner of Tony Storm versus Mia Yim. Another really good match, well, Tony Storm and Mia Yim. Yeah, the match that got Mia Yim signed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. probably not the only match, but, right. it, was but the, it was the final straw. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so I hope I I hope to see them wrestle again in the future, in a tournament with a whole bunch of you know basically pseudo instant classics. This one's also very good. I'm kind of like forgetting a lot about this one. So there must have been other stuff that I liked more. But yeah. this was still, you know, I I remember going like, "Hey, we're good. This is this is totally fine." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I think this was. I was rooting for Tony more, yeah. obviously, yeah. like like you probably were. Uh, but yeah, I think everybody won in this match in a sense. Yeah. So talking about like Tony Storm's journey and how she's having these different style or different kinds of matches to build different aspects of her character. This was another one where she was pretty even, I think, with Mia Yim. But Mia Yim had the thing with her hand, so you could see this was the more. It caught up to her. Yeah, and this allowed because we Tony Storm moved on. So for her, this was seeing what she would do with that. Would she go that like really kind of dirty side and just like focus on it and like just hurt her, or would she try to beat her? And she tried to beat her. Yeah. So it it's another layer of that character, which is really I think they did that fantastically with Tony. Like each yeah. match, you can see and point it. Okay, this one was for this. This was for this. This was for this. Yeah. So I think that's what that was. Um, on the other side, besides Ariel Monroe's daughter like bawling her eyes out, this was the biggest heartbreaker of the entire tournament. Uh, Tegan Knox versus Rhea Ripley. Oh man, yeah, for different reasons entirely. Yeah. And Tegan just got hurt. Yeah. Like, what's the prognosis there? Like, do you know? She's out a long time. Oof. Like something I don't remember exactly what it was. Something broke in her knee, and oh. she's have, gonna have to have like knee surgery, or she's I, already had it. Yeah, I, I had to like forward it after a while. I couldn't take it. Like, I, I really was uncomfortable yeah. watching it. Like, when you realize now that it's real, yeah. and I saw the way the ref reacted, yeah. I was like, she looks scared. Yeah, you don't see refs look scared ever, but think, she was legit. Yeah. That was that was the newer one, wasn't it? I Aubrey Edwards. I yeah. think it was. Yeah, but I was like, oh my god, and yeah. then. Yeah, then she finally called it, and I, that's well, when I knew Tegan exactly. Had the, Tegan did the X yeah. herself, because yeah. it was clear that the referee was going to allow Tegan Knox to 
go as much as she thought she could. Yeah. Which may have been a mistake. Yeah. But she's, if she said she's okay, like, what are you supposed to do? I don't know what the protocol is for referees. For I feel that. bad. I mean, she was definitely in a, a difficult position. This yeah. is an important match. This yeah. is an important show altogether. Yeah. She's new. Yeah. Like, yeah, everybody's kind of new here. Like, you this, could, what do you do? Yeah, you could see the referee do the X herself yeah. prior to that. Yeah. When she first... Because what happened, Tegan Knox did a dive super early in the match, like a minute into the match, out to Rhea Ripley on the floor, and she lands kind of on her knee, sort yeah. of. She got like, all the railing. It yeah. didn't... Well, it was, was it the like rail? on the ramp. Okay, that's what yeah. the ramp with yeah. some of the metal stuff on there. But it didn't even look like anything. It was one mm. of those things where it was like, if you saw when Paige got injured yeah like, it was just a kick it was good point it wasn't anything was and it didn't look like anything and it wasn't even her bad leg it was her other leg yeah oh. which could have been she may have been overcompensating and putting more weight on that one who I guarantee knows? you that's what yeah. happened yeah but because after a while you kind of get used to doing that if, yeah. if it's injured like that but man like immediately in that match and she gets back into the ring she obviously in a lot of pain it's obvious that it's real because a lot of the times when at this point for me when i see a referee do the x sign half the time i don't buy it because they do that for for the match it's not always real well they know that we know about the x and it's been ever since the internet really took off like blazing we know about the x and so they now they have different signs for it but in this case it was it was a textbook and it was like oh man like i said i forwarded past that point But they, I watch yeah, it. but they let her go. I watched the whole thing. They they let her, or the referee let her keep going. Once and the it, bell rang and she was crying, I couldn't do yeah. it. That, that's when I stopped. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so she tries to keep going, and I think Ripley slams her maybe like one more time. Yeah. And then Knox is just like, no, I can't. This, yeah. this is it. Yeah. So, and she's just, yeah, like nonstop tears, mm-hmm. of course. And ripley you could tell that she had to work to not break character there exactly that's a another person that's in yeah. a difficult situation yeah. you know she wants to just be like oh my god to check on okay her, yeah. obviously something's not okay she like shrugged it off and then she left and she just know? walked away and i'm yeah. sure she was waiting in the back to like at the gorilla position or whatever to to make to like check on her you know because yeah. like even though it wasn't even an offensive move that she did, it's mm. got to be a terrible feeling to be in a match with someone when that happens. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Heartbreaker, Tegan Knox is out for months, but she'll, I mean, she's been signed. Yeah. And so she'll be back. I don't know if it's just a story to, like, you know, get clicks, but I heard rumors that she was a, a favorite to win the whole thing. Like, I, they were positioning that, her yeah. to maybe even win it all. I read that. I don't at really. At least go to the finals. I don't buy that. I don't know Possibly. if I do either, but yeah. I don't know. I, at the, even going into the match, you know, I was rooting for Rhea a bit more yeah, anyway, right. so that's kind of how I was with it. But yeah, I mean, they made they completely flipped my emotion yeah. really quickly after that anyway, and not that that was anything that they were looking for either. Yeah. I would buy that she was supposed to go into the next round, but I don't buy that she was going to be in the finals because of how the finals ended up. Sure. It was too perfectly matched for the two women and their trajectories in the, in the tournament. Mm-hmm. But so Rhea Ripley did move on and she would face the winner of Yana Perazzo and Io Shirai. Up mm-hmm. to this point, this was Io Shirai's best match of the tournament. They call her the god or genius of the sky. Yeah. And yeah, they called her that in Japan too, but I don't really like that name for her because yeah, she does moonsaults, but 
she's really more about the strong style. Yeah, like, that, that threw me off because yeah. I'm not as familiar with her as you were going yeah. into this. And I was like, huh, yeah, yeah thank she, you for saying <laughs> it. Because <laughs> she does some really agile moves and she has a moonsault. She has like the jump up moonsault from the, like just jump straight up. Yeah. But for me, the main draw of Io Shirai is just... Her, her strong style. It's her strikes. It's her punishing holds. Yeah. It's it's that kind of thing. She's it's, about as much of a flyer as, as Kyrie is. Yeah, yeah. And when you hear Genius of the Sky, I'm expecting Dragon Kid. Exactly, yeah. So I don't <laughs> like the name. I think it's misleading, and I think it puts people to expect something that she maybe doesn't deliver, which kind of hurts her character. But... That's 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 what they're going with. So, but this was a good match. Of, I like the psychology, the submission psychology in this match. So oh yeah, very good. well done. Yeah. and you know, just solid wrestling, solid yeah. storytelling, solid submission psychology, and yeah. it's all good. This and, was probably my favorite match of the quarterfinals. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's saying something too. Yeah, that's really saying something. So you ready for the finals? Yes, we're almost there. So, on the other side, Meiko Satomura faced Tony Storm. Great match, of oh, course. Instant classic, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Meiko Satomura, of course, was great in every match he had. Tony Storm had the best journey of the entire tournament, like, hands down. There's no question. Yeah. So, it was very clear, like, Tony Storm won this match. I don't think it's that much of a surprise because yeah. of where she's positioned and because of where Meiko Satomura is not positioned. She's not... Yeah. Assigned uh, to the company, yeah. um, but the respect shown between the two women in during the match, which you could see, but then after the match, them just bowing to each other at the yeah, end. That was a like, great moment, yeah. and I, I I like that you you see these things in some of these shows, and you're like, well, that's a planned moment, quote yeah. unquote. But I really truly felt that this was real, yeah, like all the way from from bell to bell, yeah, and the sign of respect that they showed each other and. Man, yeah, I really felt that. Uh, so it was real to me, at least. Yeah, yeah. So it was great. There's not, not much else to say other than that. And, I'd watch it again in a second. Yeah, and Tony Storm has spent so much time in Japan, and she she was signed to stardom. She was actually a signed stardom wrestler. So she's she knows. Like she, I think if you spend enough time over there, you have this kind of... It's drilled into you the respect and like the hierarchy and you respect your elders and these these people who are who are better than you and have more experience than you and you show that respect to them and they'll show it back to you and if you don't you get the crap beat out of you and you go away pretty much is is how it it seems for the most part run away in the middle of the night i'm still trying to remember who said that 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 happened in the dojos right anyway yeah yeah um, but on the other side, the so Tony Storm would face either Rhea Ripley or Io Shirai. Io Shirai had a journey very, very, very similar to Kyrie saying last year, yeah. from where they came from, for kind of how they were billed for the tournament. They're best friends in real yeah. life. Yeah, so <laughs> they used to be tag team partners in Stardom off and on, and they were heated rivals off and on in Stardom as well. Um, so, real quick, Chris, what do you think of this match? Because I want to get to something with you on this. Okay. I didn't think it was Io Shirai's best match, but I enjoyed it. Okay. I figured that that was... You know, because it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah. But that being said, that's nothing against either of these ladies. They're both great. Hopefully we'll see them wrestle each other down the road again. Yeah. And it'll be better. I guarantee it'll be better. I immediately thought of you, Chris, at the end of this show, the semis, knowing that the positioning of where... 
you know, we were going to have this finals for Evolution, mm-hmm. the Mae Young Classic tournament winner for this year. And that moment where Kyrie comes out and gives the bouquet to EO. I immediately thought of you, Chris, because I was like, did Chris see this coming? Even like it, it probably feels like you were just there yesterday out in Mm -hmm. Japan, watching Mm -hmm. these ladies compete in stardom and uh, quite a few times. Did you ever think that you would see it this quickly to where these two stalwarts of that company are now on this show having this moment? And it's a big freaking deal. I mean, is that was that completely surreal for you to see yeah, that? Yeah, it was... I don't know if I'd put it on the level of, like, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, like, yeah, the WrestleMania, Brad- yeah. but it was kind of almost like that to me, because, yeah, I had seen Io Shirai wrestle live. I had just missed um, Kairi Sane, Kairi Hojo. Like, she, okay. she left the week of my first stardom show when I was there. So gotcha. I barely missed her. Okay. Um, but I was watching online at the time and, and knowing that they were supposed to come over together then. And Io Shirai had a neck yeah. surgery. I don't know. I don't think she had surgery, but, but she it was had neck bad. Problems. We talked about that. Yeah. Too. It was yeah. bad enough to where I thought that she might not ever come over to WWE. Yeah. And so I had just given up on that hope. So, yeah, to see them together and at this big point, and they're they've both already been this successful and having that moment together. It was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I just I, I really had that moment where I just immediately thought of you, and I thought yeah. that was just like man, that's got to yeah. be so extra awesome. Because I'm even thinking moment. this looks great, but I can only imagine what you thought of it. Yeah, it was it was it was a pretty amazing moment for sure. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad that. One, that they were able to have that for themselves, because I'm so happy for the two of them. But also that WWE is embracing competitors that they might not have historically embraced. Japanese wrestlers historically in WWE have had a tough time. Yeah. Especially if they don't speak the language, like, completely fluently. Yeah. And, I mean, they both speak English, but it is... About as well as Nakamura or Asuka yeah, does. Yeah, and... Or even Tajiri, for that matter. Let's go all the way back. Yeah, and I'm glad <laughs> that they're allowing them to cut promos in Japanese. Like, I... I like that. It gives the show a more international flavor too, yeah. like which what that's, they always go for. That's what they want. Yeah. They they claim that's what they want. Right. That's what the network's supposedly all about. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, nice. So we now have the finals of Tony Storm versus Io Shirai. Do you yeah. want to talk about that now or do you want to talk about it within the context of evolution? Let's let's just finish it up and okay. then, then get to evolution because I have I have a few thoughts about evolution that we could talk about. It's not gonna sure. be terribly long, so yeah. let's wrap it up here. Okay. Io versus Tony. So I knew. So again, I oh. knew that they were both going to be in the finals because I had it spoiled. So sad. Weeks, so sad. Um, before anything ever aired, but it was also it was, I was really happy that two my I don't yeah Io Shirai is probably my favorite right now. Tony Storm is right up there with her. So my is Mercedes top, Martinez. Top five. So the, my top five is pretty much in this tournament. Nice. Um, for the most part, maybe I don't know. I have to think about that a little more. Yeah. Top three is definitely in there. I really, really, really enjoyed their finals match. I thought it was Io Shirai's easily her best match of the tournament. Yeah, I waited um, this whole tournament for Io to have yeah. this match. <laughs> so I'm so happy that it happened and it happened there. Even if I wasn't as happy with how it looked prior to that, even though she did well and the Diana Perrazzo match was really good, yeah. um, I'm glad that she got that 
stage to show everyone everywhere like this is what she does this is what she yeah. can do it was definitely a make or break moment too yeah. I, yeah. I definitely have to applaud even wwe for even with all of that yeah. going no this is going to be fine this will yeah. work yeah, yeah we're going to put it on this show we're going to put it in it and it got a good spot on the show too like really it got the emotional that. middle of the show if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah um yeah. i was disappointed last year and how they handled the finals. Oh, yeah, because did anybody really see that match? Mm-mm. Seriously? No, they didn't. Because it was just, they did it after a SmackDown. Yeah, it was a network, network exclusive. Yeah. Th- yeah, and it was just the one match isolated by itself. I was really disappointed in that. Yeah, well, they learned from their past mistakes, yeah. and it was so much better this time. I immediately, you know, and I knew this could be a thing all along. We've kind of touched on this before in the past, Chris, but... You said it, and I said it. Tony Storm has all the potential to be the face of this company. Absolutely, yeah. And when we're getting into as much of imaging that Rhonda is being used for the company, not yeah. just for a woman, but for anybody. Right. Tony Storm has that potential. She is, she has that star quality. She has all those things. The it factor. She can go. Yeah. She's mega young. What yeah. is she, 22, 23? So. 22, I think. I mean, that's it. And the only that's the only thing I worry about is pushing her too high, too fast, or you, too young. You've seen it so many times. Yeah. I said I've I've talked about Brock Lesnar. I've talked about Paige, Randy Orton, Randy Orton, and yeah, Randy Orton should have been fired years ago. Okay. And I'm not just saying that because he bores me. Right. But the shit that we know about Randy Orton, yeah, piece of shit. He should have been fired years ago. Yeah. So that being said. Yeah, too much too soon is definitely a real thing. Yeah. Not just in pro wrestling, but all aspects of sports and entertainment. Right. Yeah. So that being said, I root for Tony. I just, you know, hope that they keep an eye on her. Someone I hope yeah. someone's keeping an eye on her in that sense. Here's the thing. She's older than her years. I know yeah. I know enough about her story. I'm like, damn. Yeah. You can put a few sentences together and you seem to be breathing in and out still and you kind of been just been doing it your own way, haven't you? Yeah. Like, I don't know that world. You know, we grew up in suburban households and yeah. I don't know how to even do what Tony Storm did. Like, right. I, I suppose if I was put in those kind of positions, maybe, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how to be a pirate. Right. She's like a true pirate. Right. Like, you know, no disrespect to Kyrie. But that's, I call a pirate a kind of person that has nothing to lose and yeah. just saying what the fuck and going for it. Right. And she's that person. And it's, she's going to sign that WWE contract that she already has. Yeah. And then she's eventually going to be on that main roster. And she's going to be in a world that she's never truly been in. Because yeah. now she's, she's not, and you're not an independent contractor when you get to WWE. You're just not. Yeah, I'm I sorry. hate it when they say that. Yeah. She's been an independent contractor since she's been a pro wrestler. Yeah. She's been on her own, doing it by herself, and she's going to be in this contained thing now, yeah. this bubble, yeah. and she's going to react differently in a lot of ways really quickly. Yeah. And I hope somebody like Paige, I would hope, especially fellow, you know, yeah. like uh, came in at the same kind of age. Yeah. So I just, I, like I said, root for Tony. I'm worried about her, but I'm sure she'll be fine. I just hope that they have now learned from everybody's past mistakes yeah. when it comes to people like this. All right. This isn't an angry old man saying these kids today. <laughs> I root for the kids. Yeah. Like, I can say that now. I'm damn near 40. I root for these kids. They're entertaining. I love them. I just worry about them. Because there's a lot of bullshit out there. 
Yeah. I'm just glad we live in the day and age where it's not just going to the bars after the shows, and they're all going to be on Skype. They're all going to be yeah. playing video games. I was going to say they're all going to be playing video games. Xavier, Xavier Woods is saving the current generation of wrestlers because he's, he's like DDP. You yeah, know? Like, <laughs> he's just getting them all backstage to play video games. Yeah. Shayna Baszler popped up on another one of his things. So yeah, yeah so, I'm sure it's yeah. fine, but. Yeah. You know there is still that there is still that thing that goes on because yeah. if it if it wasn't yeah. then it would have happened to Paige right yeah no I agree so. I wouldn't say I'm worried about her but I I see what you're saying and I do yeah. agree with 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 the with what with what you're putting across yeah going back to the our young ones thing it's like and i want to protect her (laughs) and then someone's gonna go in and go that's the first time i've ever heard it called that (laughs) okay uh but yeah so fantastic match i think i watched it twice um i think i went back and yeah i did watch it again because it was just i was just so happy with how it turned out yeah um because i have been a huge tony storm fan since i started watching stardom as well um you know that i told you like in the first tournament i was like hey watch her that, and I did, yeah. and I mean, it was like Chris is right. Yeah, Chris is always right, though. <laughs> I tried I mean, to be, I do yeah, my best. but yeah. So I'm just so happy with how it turned mm-hmm. out, everything, and then the the presentation at the end. They all come in, and just seeing the look on Tony Storm's face when she won, just like that shock and elation, and just mm-hmm. you could tell it like she almost didn't believe it. It looked like when she was in the ring, when she was accepting all her stuff. Gotcha. Okay, so. I'm going to just do, do a hard left over here into the Evolution show, Chris. Okay. Uh, on the surface, quick yes or no, are you for or against a red carpet? Do you feel like that it gives an important feel like the Hall of Fame, or do you think it's like, oh, it's girls? I see kind of that. It felt a little... I didn't watch any of the red carpet stuff. Really? Um, okay. Well, I saw... it. Well, not other than what they put on the show itself. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I yeah. watched the whole pre-show. Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch the pre-show. I yeah. watched it afterwards. And knowing that there wasn't a match on the pre-show, yeah. I just kind of... Because I, I, I had to work the next day. And I understand. I, I you just wanted to know who won. And yeah. I had like 14 shows to watch <laughs> besides that because I was two weeks I'm not trying to shame behind. you. I'm not trying to shame um, you. I do think that if they're going to do a red carpet, which I don't necessarily have a problem with, do it not inside a building. Like, don't put it in like a... The, like one of the like the alleyways press in the, the press area yeah do it do it like a real red carpet you know have have the fans outside being able to watch all this stuff happen yeah they didn't do um, that they, so it, they have like podcasters that, that yeah get higher numbers than us and yeah. you know some of the mainstream media that they like using maria menounos is there by the way yeah i did see her yeah. she deserved to be there yeah, hell she deserved to be in the battle royal well, as far yeah, as i'm concerned she's had what two matches she's undefeated yeah right yeah, yeah. and she's undefeated at wrestlemania right yeah her and michael cole right. god damn it <laughs> there's other people yeah. but you know i was let's remember that i'm gonna say it on the show so i remember it. we're gonna have a fantasy wrestlemania battle royal of all the undefeated people and it's pretty much one and done's are we doing that uh, i would like to do that in the okay. future okay we'll stay on the show so we do it later all right. okay all right intergender so, i guess yeah, it would have to be sure. now yeah. <laughs> especially with maria but yeah there'll be some others yeah there'll be some other ladies in there i don't mind the red carpet um but yeah it does feel like oh they're women and they have dresses so <laughs> let's have a red carpet yeah. so i think a lot of them probably couldn't be bothered by it and yeah. I, I appreciate that as well yeah. and yeah i didn't see a whole lot of them there let's just put that the ones that were there are the kind of the ones i expected to be there. sure so and at the same time like me being a fan of stardom i would be a little bit hypocritical if i wasn't like 
it's about the wrestling, but there is that other side. And if they want to dress up and do all this other stuff too, like I don't have a problem with it. That's yeah, fine. I mean, they don't have to be totally butch about it, you know, yeah. or whatever you want to, want to call so, it. You know, just be who they are. And I think that was just another outlet for the people who wanted to do it to do it. Like, because I think what Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss, I saw them on. I think they put that either on the portion of the pre-show that I watched or yeah. the actual show I, itself. Yeah, I saw so, that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I mean, they like the spotlight, so that was another opportunity. For them, especially for Alexa, who wasn't able to wrestle, which I felt bad for her. Oh man, yeah, someone deserved to be on that. It should be yeah. her, especially this new, the latest crop. But yeah, watching the pre-show and then watching leading up to even just the first bell ring for the show, it did kind of smack a bit of overkill. But I mean, every pre-show is going to do that. But it's one of those things where they were just kind of saying the same thing over and over yeah. again about what this is and how important it is. Yeah. They really brought up the Abu Dhabi match a lot, which kind of surprised me. Oh really? But now I kind of understand why they did because they they once they did it they didn't really talk about it again, sure. so they kept bringing that forward. And I know that's the thing is there's a lot of that whole I know why they did it because yeah. of all the crown jewel bullshit. Right. So like, hey, we were wrestled in a really cool part of the Middle East. It's right. kind of getting it now, right. but they still won't allow us to show any skin. Yeah. But it happened, so that happened. And um, by the way, conspicuous by their absence. Might have been a certain announced team that I won't mention. So I noticed that too. Yeah. And all that. Okay. But getting back into the positive. Uh, red carpet wise, you yeah. know who won for me? Who? Beth Phoenix. Oh, yeah? Her Bull Nakano t shirt oh, yeah. was my favorite piece of clothing on the entire show. I even could, even yeah. with all the cosplaying. I loved right. a lot of it. But that was my favorite fucking thing there, and I want to buy that shirt. That's cool. Yeah, I saw I saw her in the booth. I could tell because you saw Bulacano's head on there and just a little portion of it. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. And I like that she was like, I didn't get the sequin memo. Like literally, everybody was wearing <laughs> yeah, sequins but her. Yeah. She was dressed like CM Punk, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, love it. Um, but so just going down the show real quick. Um, opened up with two of your favorites, I think. Nita Strauss and Lizzie Hale. Yeah. What'd you say? I'm I'm on board. I knew something was about. I knew it had to be yeah. see here's the thing, I thought it was gonna be one or the other. Right. Had no idea it could have been be potentially both. both. Yeah, because you had said that to me that people were telling you, Hey, do you see it? Do you see it? Do you see the opening? And I'm like, no. You're and like, they know me at this point that I'm gonna be on like a day or two. And delay. you you said because I had seen the first part of it before you had seen it and and you said it's well it's either gonna be Nita Strauss or like Hailstorm or something. It's like mm, maybe <laughs> yeah. So, so, oh yeah, uh, yes, uh, Nita Strauss with her second, uh, and Lizzie Hale's second appearance as well, because she was at TakeOver New Orleans, oh, yeah, playing in right. Bermoon to the Ring, because that's them, yeah, yeah. so it was nice to see them both back, and, and and here's the other thing, even just that, and you know, maybe not everybody thought this, but I did, that gives you the WrestleMania feel, as yeah. far as everything that they use for WrestleMania week, those two women being there, completely set the emotional tone for me yeah first of all hey good music finally and second of all hey you don't like the, little mix yeah you know what actually i have no problem with that no, song it's it's a it's a fun empowering pop song yeah. and i get it sorry continue sorry you know you know well said <laughs> but yeah the last time we saw those two doing anything for wwe was at wrestlemania week so yeah. right there and yeah, yeah that's true and think yeah. about it that way mm-hmm. um, so yeah off to a great start and uh yeah, that's, that's probably the first match I would have put out there. Yeah, especially with the unfortunate circumstance of Alexa Bliss not being able to wrestle. Um, Alicia Fox was put in her place, though, and you could see that Alicia Fox was really appreciative of that. 
because some of that backstage footage you can see her start tearing up. It's like this is the biggest match of my career. Yeah, uh, and, and that's saying something. That's, yeah, I mean she's a former Divas champ. Yeah. She's so. only been there twelve years. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but it was Trish Stratus and Lita versus Alicia Fox and Mickey James. It was it was fine. Yeah. You know what else I immediately thought of, Chris? Mm. I actually speaking of Alicia, I immediately thought of her and DJ Gabriel. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow, look how far we have yeah. come. Yeah. <laughs> I like the tandem. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. It was yeah. that was underrated right yeah. there. <laughs> no, but I my thing going in because I was like, man, all the trouble with this match, with these two matches. But it was gonna be Alexa and Trish in a past meets present thing. And then I guess I mean, I guess Alexa was known to have been hurt pretty early on in this booking. I don't know. I, I can, yeah. It's like they they then they you know they combined. They already announced Lita and Mickey, so they yeah. combined the two things into each other. And I think the original idea was, well, Alexa is kind of day in day out, so maybe we can cover for it by putting her in a tag match. Maybe we can have her even play the jerk and not want to tag in. She'll barely work it, and then you know, no harm, no foul. Yeah. And she, it still works with her character. Yeah. Because she talks a lot. And even though she can back it up, she chooses not to most of the time. Right. So when, it, you know, when I find out that she's not even going to be ready, you know, she's not cleared to do it, I was like, shit. But adding Alicia, I was like, great. But unfortunately, it kind of killed the dialogue of the whole imaging of both of these matches in the yeah. sense of it was past versus present. Now it's just kind of all vets <laughs> yeah i mean even alicia honestly it's like attitude era versus the era that came afterwards yeah or the divas era i guess yeah basically and they're the two decent stands well, at least alicia got so much better after the divas era ended. Yeah. but the thing i was really hoping for this match i'm like there's a way to salvage this and it'll make up for any shortcomings that there are there's not gonna be any shortcomings from mickey or alicia honestly but okay love trish and lita we're attitude era guys but we're also not overtly apologetic nostalgic attitude era guys at the same time i don't think so because yeah. we don't we don't pine for the return of it no, no. there's a lot of people that do yeah and it annoys me <laughs> <laughs> and there was a time in this world where i would have followed trish stratus into the sun <laughs> yeah. and you know still massive respect for yeah. massive respect for lita and i even think that lita kicked off the evolution before trish did in that sense oh yeah. she was doing those she was things doing she was doing lucha stuff and like style because that's where she trained she trained yeah. in mexico yeah so so but way before trish yeah yeah so i'm not hating on team bestie i just think the best idea would have been just to tell alicia go full fox just go out there <laughs> and just be crazier than you've ever been ever because yeah. this is your stage now yeah let's make the most of it and it would have been great to come out of this whole thing with alicia fox being elevated even more so than she yeah. had before with any of this other stuff even right. being team captain right. on survivor series right. which was a great moment i just build on that she came out with the captain's hat on yeah well she's the captain of any team she's on exactly so. no matter what yeah. and but i was just hoping that that was going to be the case because yeah. all the things they have her do backstage it needs to happen more so in the ring i realize yeah. that she still is playing that character but i need her to be drunken master right we know that yeah. she can go I need this to be more realized in a match. Yeah. And I, I think that there'll be more titles in her future if they actually let her go and do that. Yeah. I feel that she's probably in that uh, kind of build-up role. She's there to face a Ronda Rousey when Rousey needs a really good victory and they need a really good wrestler for yeah. her to beat up. So, I mean, 
it's not a terrible role to have, but it's no. also not one that's going to lead to title runs or anything like yeah. that. She's always going to be supporting someone. Yeah, I just felt which like is her... unfortunate because yeah. I talked about it it's on like the what... last show, like how much I love her. Like, yeah, it's like San... it's like Santino. Yeah, they're actually legit and could win more titles than yeah. they really are yeah. making them do or having them yeah. do on television. But yeah, okay. I do think in this match the best moments were between Trish and Mickey. Like, just <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was fun. The crowd built like built into it a lot too because. And they, of course they milked it. They had the moments where they were just like looking at each other, and, because Mickey James came in as the mega Trish Stratus fan, and, yeah, stalker, yeah, yeah, stalker, yeah, yeah. mega fan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she got to do things with Trish that I only dreamed of doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um. <laughs> not just the kiss either. I don't know if you need to rewatch an unedited version of uh, WrestleMania 22. Let's just say. All right. Okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Trish Stratus did win the match with chick kick. Um, it was it was a fine opening match. It was it was what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, just seeing Trish and Lita in the ring was the draw of it, and that's what it was. Yeah. Um, it was I did. A, it was a happy opener that popped the crowd, and that's right. how you book a show. And that's what it was. Yeah. I did notice that Michael Cole was talking about like the first thirty minutes were free on whatever. Really? Of the show. Yeah, he mentioned it when he was doing the commentary. I, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm getting good at tuning them out already. <laughs> it may have been on like Facebook or something. They were giving away the first 30 minutes for free or something. Hmm. But I did notice that they did have the musical opening. They had this match. And then they had the Battle Royal with all of the entrances, which in, like went over that 30-minute mark. So they only ah. gave away one match. Ah. And that's why, to me, the opening of the show felt a little slow because of all that. Ah. Um, but that's why they did that. Ooh, so, see, I didn't see, know any see, of that. See in the business booking side of it. Um, but the Battle Royal was next. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was totally fun. Yeah. Like, I it was... I mean, I met, probably because of the length, it was definitely tighter than yeah. the women's Royal Rumble was. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is this is what I want. I I remember saying this is the first match I would have booked. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. Because once you get everybody else booked, anybody else that's not booked needs to be in a battle royal. Right. And this needs to happen every year at every WrestleMania, and it made sense for it to happen here at Evolution. I'm happy it happened. Uh, I was. I didn't expect much out of this, but I was just happy that Medusa got the nod to be in the match. Sorry, Alundra yeah. Blaze. I got. <laughs> I'm not just saying that to yeah, be an elitist. Yeah, yeah. I, I. She's always going to be Medusa to me. Yeah. So I was just glad that she was in it. She didn't really do much. She no. lasted a bit, but she didn't do much. Yeah. But I was just glad she was in there. And I think out of everybody there, and I'm almost positive about this without even looking anything up, that's the longest layoff of anybody in that match at all like, oh Alundra Blaze yeah has to be uh, her last WWE match was like 1996 or something like wow, that yeah. so we're talking 22 years later I don't think anybody else in there even a vet yeah like had a, that long of a layoff between having a WWE match so she finally got to do one more in there and I'm sure that's why she was in it yeah. but makes all the sense of the world yeah and man once again she was so way ahead of her time you had a martial arts hybrid lady wrestler in the 80s stuck in the bathing suit era and there was nothing yeah. she could do about it. Yeah. And it's just a damn shame. Yeah. She had to go to Japan to get have good matches. That's right. And that's that's for sure. So anyway. Yeah, that's all. And I I like that she I feel like she probably feels like she's representing all of her old opponents whenever she's in there. I would think so. Yeah. Even Bertha Fable, Nakano, right. all of them and she represents all of them. Yeah. So, I like that. It would have been nice to also this this is gonna sound real cheesy, but you know every year at the Oscars where they mm. show like the people that have passed on. Yeah, 
like i there's it's a short enough list i think to where it would have been cool to kind of pay tribute to all the ones yeah. that had uh yeah. that way you could have actually brought up china at some point yeah china luna sherry like miss elizabeth like, all of them yeah. yeah i mean i that's the part that was missing for me yeah. in that show yeah i agree yeah so that's my big giant nitpick about evolution yeah. overall and i just feel like that's the best place to bring it up is during the battle <laughs> right, yeah. or having all these great callbacks and legends show up and, and, was, and the new people too I yeah mean, i liked how they started it the the iconics came out and did their thing which i love the iconics they're, yeah. they're great and i liked how it was the the older generation who like knocked him out and they're like yeah and they turn around and it's the current generation that all surrounded them i thought that was a really cool way to start it that was super cool man yeah. that was super cool i I, I, do, I do need to plug you know how much of a what culture wrestling fan i am yes and they're not competition i mean yeah they do a they, they you know but they have this neat clip about uh little little things in the uh, outfits that were worn mm-hmm. and uh, we're talking earlier about tegan knox mm-hmm. uh dakota kai actually had a tribute to tegan on her knee pad there's a little oh, dragon cool. there for her and uh the thing that i did not notice at all just because this is how they kind of normally look tamina and nia Jax actually roman reigns their outfit a bit up oh like, really yeah they actually that was their that was their tribute to that's them. cool and i didn't realize when they when they were facing each other and they did the yell and started beating people up i didn't realize until afterwards that that was a roman reigns tribute yeah. as well. so, so that was that made it I liked that moment. I thought it was all that stuff between the two of them was really fun. Yeah. Um, but Interesting that... sequel to their Royal Rumble thing. Yeah, right. Because yeah. they, they did this already, but at the yeah. same time, it, it had a different shine to it. Yeah. You know? But so, and knowing that, it just makes me like, oh, that's really, that's really cool. Yeah. That stuff I really liked. <laughs> Ivory was like one of my favorite like yeah. standouts in this. She almost had the Mr. Perfect Royal Rumble kind yeah. of thing in this yeah. one. She was the Mr. Perfect yeah. of this Royal Rumble. Yeah. And, and that's cool. She hasn't really had that comeback appearance. Uh, short of just her Hall of Fame speech, you know, and yeah. everything. She's never really been back. Mm-mm. And if she has, I haven't really noticed. And I don't think, because we're Ivory fans. Yeah. So, like, and that's the second, probably the second longest layoff yeah. uh, of, like, last time she wrestled for WWE versus right. this time. It has to be. Yeah. And I think that that was one of those things where it's like, man, she can still go. Yeah. And that was a great show of respect that she put in a great showing she lasted that long yeah. and she actually had the crowd behind yeah. her I, so, just, I missed the scarf like she didn't have the scarf with her yeah. but that's okay she yeah. still she danced and it was, it was fun like her little bit with Carmella like in the dance break that was fun oh yeah, yeah. so cool yeah. and that almost that's almost a tribute to her glow days yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I know Carmella's a fan yeah. So, yeah and also one other standout for me personally was uh, Zelina Vega like they kept talking about well, you like her anyway well yeah i do but they kept talking about um we're down to like five people and i was like wait because i when i i pay attention because i have to, i do my little wrap-up things and yeah. so i was like wait when did zelina get eliminated and like, we just thought she got nitroed and they just right. didn't get it on camera yeah, that's what i was thinking yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, i thought she got the uh, the george Steele <laughs> elimination yeah um, just disappeared yeah. but so it wasn't a big surprise to me when she did pulled the santina morella and popped up at the end yeah but um it was it was still a lot of fun i her reaction when nia Jax turned around i thought was great she's like yeah. oh she looks like she's about to run away she's like uh and she didn't know what to do that yeah. was fun and of course i was pulling for ember moon i I wish someone else had won this. Yeah. Um, because I don't think it's a big super surprise for Nia Jax to win it. Yeah, exactly. And I would like to have seen someone else get the shot. Yeah. So. Yeah, because in a, in a post Andre the Giant wrestling world, 
those favorites, quote unquote, yeah. usually never won those battle royals right. after after Andre retired. Yeah. Because it was just so obvious. Yeah. You know, so yeah, she didn't really need to win. I mean she and she won at Mania this year. Yeah. So yeah, give it She's already <laughs> give it had to a, Ember Moon. Yeah, I mean she's already faced Ronda Rousey. I don't yeah. necessarily want to see that again right now. Ember is absolutely you know, before we talked about Tony Storm being the face of the company, Ember Moon's gonna yeah. get real damn close to it. Yeah. And she's definitely a future champion, obviously. Yeah. And she's great. We and, we and yeah. we're homers for her, you know. Right. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this would have been amazing because she could have won the battle royal. She got married the next week, so uh, yeah. yeah, that would have been that would have been awesome. I yeah. love that stuff. Um, the next matchup, moving right along, was the one we already talked about. It was the finals of the May Young Classic: Tony Storm, Io Shirai. Another, like I said, great match. The thing that we've already talked about the match. So the only thing I really want to say is that I really liked how this show displayed the different styles types of matches that the female performers can do just like the men this was the technical wrestling match there yep. was so much mat wrestling and build up to more mat wrestling and sequences and counters and all that yep. this was that match on yep. this show and i would say you know without calling it too early i make no mistake there has to be another one next year an evolution pay-per-view right i would I, there better be like yeah. it can't be a one-off thing if it's because they were saying no this is not a reaction to the saudi arabia shows <laughs> it's something that we were going to do anyway mm-hmm. it can't be a one-off thing if if it is then it was just a consolation yeah you know i want to see like a the, the only thing that was missing at all was like a lucha based match yeah. i want i want to see something like yeah. that yeah. so yeah you know, i'm trying to figure out who i'd book in yeah that. i don't know um American Ninja Warrior versus uh, <laughs> who? Who, Chris? Okay, sorry. Uh, we'll figure it we'll out, figure it out yeah. next year. We have time. <laughs> we got a year. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the Mae Young finals should be at Evolution every year. There should, yeah, I think. Because I love... Set in stone now. This, Let's do it. Because I loved how this was women from all levels of the company. And it wasn't just Raw and SmackDown. Then yeah. They brought in the NXT as well. That would have been a bummer if they didn't. Yeah. Know, so, yeah. Um, next matchup was the six woman tag match, the Riot Squad versus Bailey Banks and Natalia. Yeah. I like pretty much everybody involved in this match, period. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I wasn't expecting too much out of it. But I think this was kind of the sleeper match of the night, honestly. It was really good. It wasn't my favorite match because of the ending. Well, yeah. <laughs> but up to that point, this was probably the best that Riot Squad has looked as a team since they've been on the main roster. Yeah. And it needed to happen. This is the only booking I question the entire show, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Riot Squad should have won this match. Yep. They've been losing too many high-profile matches yeah. for my money. Uh, yeah, was a lot of them do get singles wins here and there. Yeah. But it seems like when they're at full strength, to which they should be like unstoppable, yeah. they don't seem to win. And they couldn't even beat yeah. the Bellas in a tag match. That, that kills me inside, yeah. Chris. It kills me. <laughs> And they should have won this match. But, yeah, I, I would hope at least the brass is like, they were really good tonight, and yeah. we should be paying more attention to them. Should be. But it was one of those things where the heel tag teams are usually the better technical wrestlers. They're a better team, but they always lose to the superstar baby faces. Yeah. Even if they're not necessarily it's a team. shame. And I hate that because I, I especially love Natalia and Bailey. 
and I, but I wasn't rooting for them for a second during this match. Yeah. And man, I haven't. That was freebird esque stuff, man. They were running. They were constantly tagging each other. It was like, beautiful. They were doing like two and three tags at the same time, so they could get the triple teams going and yeah. just the, the circling in and out. Every, it was so so good. Everything about any great tag faction over the last three decades was in effect in that yeah. match, whether it was Anderson and yeah. Blanchard. Or the free birds, yeah. or even the new day. Yeah. It just had that feel to it. Yeah, it was I, I so think the, great. The revival could learn some things from watching that match, it, like, and that's saying something yeah, that's too. Saying a lot. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was that was the thumbs up, thumbs down for sure. Yeah, night. good idea, yeah. bad idea. Right. <laughs> uh, the next match on the show was the NXT title match: Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. I think this was the best of the matches that they've had. I think yeah. that, that each match they have gets better. Um, I felt so strongly for Kyrie saying during this match, and that's just a testament to how good they both are and how good of a heel that Shayna Baszler yeah. has become. Well, Shayna and her friends, yeah, despicable. Yeah, like <laughs> what I'm a great, still angry about that. Great debut, yeah, amazing debut. Yeah. In retrospect, people like, oh wow, that's their moment that they debuted, yeah. and they immediately made an impact, yep. and they changed the course of the history of the title. Yeah. But God damn it. <laughs> yeah. And that's just like, I'm angry about that. Like, I'm so upset about it, but in a good way, in a good wrestling way where they got me. Like, that's, I want to see them all lose now. Um, I think your point, you've mentioned it a few times about having Ronda Rousey associated with them. They may try to distance them more because they are getting pretty super, like, super duper heel. Um, yeah. I just wonder whenever they end up on the same show together besides this because they didn't interact in this yeah. how that's going to work yeah it's going to be like the uh, bad video yeah, right <laughs> hey how you been yeah we haven't seen you around lately <laughs> okay you can i can see it now actually in my head right. like the same cinematography yeah. martin score says he's still alive okay <laughs> but this was really good i love this match it was super duper good yeah. i loved what Shayna baszler did i loved what Kyrie sane did um, just it was brutal, like what she was doing to Kyrie Sane, like the whole time. And and this is the story of this entire year of pro wrestling so far. Yeah. If an NXT title is on the line, nine out of ten times your heart is going to be thrown yeah. on the floor and stepped on, right? and even squished, turned around where the foot's just like side. I'm doing the visual of it yeah, here, yeah, the Dwight Yoakam foot, right? Um, yeah. You just leave it on the floor and yeah. just let's drain some blood out of it while we're at right. it. That's what they do when an NXT, especially an NXT singles title, is on right. the line. More often than not, that is the case. So, do you think Kyrie Sane's going to get a rematch? Well, she's got to get a rematch. It's good. But that's, do you think that's... that they should keep trading, or do you think that Baszler should move on to something, someone else? Um, Baszler should go ahead and retain. I mean, the character's strong enough. I mean, I even say that it's. I looked over at Nolan and I said, she's going to have that thing for another year. You watch. Yeah, yeah. Like, she'll probably have it and she'll drop it at Mania Week and then she'll get called up. That's how I see it happening. Yeah. That's it. So get used to Shayna Baszler for having this title for at least another six months. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Next up, the semifinal match of the night was the last woman standing, but not the first last woman standing. No. Um, they always had to add all of those qualifiers to not mention the last woman standing match between Nikki Cross and Asuka. Yeah. Um, but anyway, regardless, the last woman standing match for the SmackDown women's title between Charlotte and the champ, the man, Becky Lynch. Yes. All covered in gold. Yes. 
I like how the belt is barely gold, right. but she's like head to toe like an right. Oscar statue, right. basically. <laughs> and I, there was some symbolism in that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, man, yeah, that this is uh, this is one of my favorite Charlotte matches ever. I can tell you that much. I mean, I guess my favorite match, one of my favorite matches of both of them, because mm-hmm. I did. Last Man Standing matches, we've talked about them before, yeah. how much we don't like them, how much anticlimactic they usually are. Usually, yeah. They're usually done wrong. Right. Uh, it's usually super obvious when the finish is going to finally happen. Right. But in this case, I, I think this is one of the better ones. I agree. Up, up there with... I mean, it's it's definitely not Gargana Ch- Champa because that no. is probably the best one ever. Yeah. At this point, I think that's going to be the best Last Man Standing match of all time. Yeah. I remember Jericho Triple H from the year 2000, fully loaded. That was good. But for the asterisk first time ever SmackDown Women's Title Last Man Standing match, they have set the bar now, and they set it with their first ever one. Yeah. So good for them. Yeah. And And the better person won. I, I agree. I like Charlotte. I think she has great matches. Yeah. Um, she needs to stop doing that fucking twisty moonsault that's terrible. I'm sorry. She land, she, she's practically landing on her butt now at this point. She's fine. All the way around. It's not the best moonsault, but it's fine. <sighs> um, the, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this match a lot. Yeah. Um, this was the violence match of the night, which fit with what they're going for in the feud. I don't have anything bad to say about it, really. Yeah, because we we don't need to tell this story. They've told it so well over the last few months. Yeah. You know, we I don't think we could really add anything yeah. to it. I that's very rare in our case. I right. think you know. I mentioned Gargana Champa. Like that's, I, I'd say main roster wise, is there a better feud this year than than Becky and Charlotte? Probably. I can't think of one. You can't think of one, yeah. can you? See, yeah. I can't either. Yeah. So it it would have to be that, right? Yeah. Maybe like. You know, well, the KO Shane thing went on so long; it's not even really part of this year anymore. Yeah, right. I think Charlotte Becky hasn't won this year, main main roster wise. We know what the winner is, obviously. Right. But yeah, man, it was so good that it should have closed the show. I was not happy that it didn't, and because I I know why they didn't. Yeah, because the superstars and the 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 crossover stars of the main event, but this was. Way better than the oh, main yeah. event. Yeah, I knew it was going to be way better than the main event. Um, it could have been the last match of the night. It should have been the last match of the night because they destroyed everything. Yeah, um, I th- it reminded me of Wrestle War ninety. Yeah, the the Flair Steamboat Classic, yeah. the one they show the kids at the performance yeah. center all the time. That didn't close the show either. Really? Because of the crazy stuff that happened post match, yeah. they put something else after it. Yeah. So. It's it, got. It's happened before. I mean, yeah. I, but you well, know, you. But the ending and the overall ending and yeah. the big rah rah part at the end. It needed to happen. Yeah. This way, and I, I, I'm not gonna mm, be mad I at guess. them for it. Yeah, I, I agree with that part of it. But they it's, get, they get to be Savage Steamboat and Rousey and Bella get to be Hogan Andre. Yeah, and it's the whole thing. Both of the top SmackDown titles. AJ Styles doesn't close shows. Like he never closes shows. Yeah, and someone point. Didn't the Miz point that yeah. out? <laughs> like, and I just went, ugh. Yeah, and it's one of those things where like, oh, you asshole! Like, he's right actually. Because well, it's always Brock Lesnar. If it's not Brock Lesnar, it's well. Did Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley close that show? Because Lesnar wasn't at that one. I can't remember now. He, but, no, they did not close that show. Yeah, Even think... they couldn't defend Lashley Reigns closing yeah. any show. Yeah, but yeah, Joe it's... Joe Reigns did, but not that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I don't know. It's just that thing. Like SmackDown is they they it's the B show they it, make it be the B show by yeah. doing stuff like this. It's the most consistently entertaining show since its launch versus yeah. Raw, right? Ninety percent of the time yeah. in its overall output ever. 
Yeah. And it's still going to be treated like the redheaded stepchild. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Becky Lynch was, was for a long time. Say, yeah. But now she's in her own finally. And but that damn it. feeds into her story as well. So she, yeah. she should actually like use that use as it. part of it. Well, um, from what I'm hearing, that might be the case. Yeah. Because I think she might be, uh, she might have a, start having a little tift with, uh, the winner of this next match. Oh, yes. For so, Survivor Series purposes. You know, oh, that's what yeah. we do every year now. Yeah, so. Right. The, the one night of the year, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yes. The, oh, boy. Yeah. Well, at least we only have like two weeks of actual Survivor Series yeah. build up. Because yeah. I hate the Survivor Series build up. Kind of like so, I hate um, the Royal Rumble build up. Yeah. I love love my Royal Rumble. hate the build up. Yeah, same. But the, of course, the main event, the final match of the night was Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey. Yes. For the Raw women's title. Now, this show has gone a little long, Chris, so I'm not going to get into the whole, like, Bella argument that they are the ones that really made this thing happen. I don't believe that to be true. They didn't. And... They were part of it, but they, they're not the ones that made it. The f- They should have gotten uh, an acknowledgement by being in the Battle Royal. This is a, taking it a bit too far, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly... The Nia Jax-Ronda Rousey match this year was good enough and watchable enough and just like, wow, what's going to happen here kind of enough to where that should have really kind of been the main. If if you're going to have Ronda close the show, they should have given her Nia Jax. Because at that point, now we know that Alexa wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah. I think that's that's the better choice because we didn't. Here's the other thing. There's intrigue there because we did not really have a finish in that match. We didn't have a clear-cut winner. Yeah. Because of Alexa cashing in. Right. So I think they had a good story going in there. Obviously, the headlines are not there with Rousey versus Nia as it would be yeah. versus Abella. And that's what it was. It was it was the headlines because of, like I said, the crossover stars in that match. Plus, it was the longest reigning Divas champ versus the current reigning women's champ. I like so, how she did that, but she still has no credibility yeah. in, in most people's eyes, including myself as a wrestler. Well, yeah. So I did some fact looking, fact checking. I, did, I posted a little bit on Twitter, and yeah, she's technically the longest ever reigning or longest reigning single reign divas champ. She's also the second shortest reigning uh, divas champ. She held it for like six days. Jillian Hall held it for that like one night or like half a night. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. she was the only one that had a shorter title reign than Nikki Bella. <laughs> and also, if you look at it. Charlotte was Divas champ when it got changed over to the Raw Women's title. She never lost right. a match. If you count that as one long reign, yeah. Charlotte was a longer reigning champ than, than Nikki Bella was. <laughs> so so she only gets to say that on a technicality, though no one will ever call her out on it. Yeah. So, anyway. Maybe they can now, though. She's right. not as bulletproof as she used right. to be. Yeah. But the match was, it was what it was. It was what you thought it would be. It was... Brie Bella yelling, doing her heel cheaty thing, and Ronda Rousey getting beat up for the first part of the match because, I guess, sure, whatever. I mean, the only way she got in trouble was because of Brie. Yeah. And I get that part about it. I'll defend that because that's how I would have booked it, too. Well, you have to. That's the only way you can book it. But I wouldn't have booked it this long. Yeah. The the match went on too long. Yeah. I I say, if it's anything short of a Ronda destroying Nikki... And slash Nikki Bella retirement match slash Nikki Bella injury match. <laughs> right. Then it'd be invalid. I, I don't see how. Long. Yeah, I don't see how this wasn't like a Brock Lesnar match. Yeah. Because, hey, that worked out just fine. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's weirdest, wackiest match right. is what has made Brock Lesnar what he is today. Right. And if Ronda Rousey 
is the female Brock Lesnar, right? Right. Correct? Seems to be. In a sense. Yeah, in a sense. So why not? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hell, I'm, you know, that'd have been super duper funny. Yeah. It, I mean, what a rib that would be to have yeah. her mirror John Cena's performance against yeah, Brock Lesnar. That actually would have worked on a lot of levels. <laughs> yeah. It plus, it's been the ultimate troll. Plus, it's saying <laughs> the Divas era is done. And yeah. unfortunately, I mean, if Nikki has to take the brunt of that, then yeah, because she's kind of championing that era. And for Rousey to just like, just pretty much plow over would have been like, that's done. The past is the past. This is now. And yeah. if you're going to put Ronda Rousey front and center on the evolution stuff, which, like we said, we don't really have a problem with, yeah. and it's um, set, then it's it a, should be like that. Yeah, and it sets a great tone for future evolution shows yeah. because you didn't, sh- you know, for lack of a better term, you didn't shoot your wad on the first year. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we can totally build on this. Yeah. Like, you know, was WrestleMania 1's main event awesome? Yeah. Eh, yeah. it was all right. Yeah. It wasn't even the best wrestling match of the night. Right. Same can be said about this. Yeah. Have it be a squash. And then you go out there and celebrate. Yeah. yeah. And that's something you could totally build on for next year. The intrigue is there. And also, even whether they would have felt this way or not, the intrigue for better competition for Rousey down the line is already there. I think right there. Yeah. And apparently they talk, they already put that on the table the next week because Becky Lynch is going to have a program with Ronda now, apparently. For a couple weeks, the yeah. Survivor Series. Yeah, but it's something at least. Yeah. And that makes you want to tune in for more. Sure. It's like, you know, don't give it all away at once. Yeah. And that would have been a great way to do it because you still went home happy with this epic match right beforehand. Right. Done deal. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, loved Evolution overall. I thought it was great. It was one of the better pay-per-views. Of the year? Of the year. Of in, all of the pay-per-views, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so waiting for number two. Yeah. And I think it could be better. And I'm excited yeah, that it can be better. Stuff to build on, yeah. Yeah. So. Especially with all the, the women they have, like, just waiting to come up. So Yeah. Well, I'm also looking forward to our next monthly wrap-up, Chris, which yes. is Abound. It'll be pretty close after this one. Pretty soon, pretty soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm caught up, so I think you're pretty close to being caught up. Yeah, I'm the one that's behind. <laughs> but I'm glad we, uh, and I want to thank everybody for hanging with us here during the duration of our extra special Women's Evolution slash Mae Young Classic extravaganza. Yes. Thank you for all the minutes you've tuned in here. Yes. And there are many more minutes to abound on uh, our other shows, Chris, and this one as well. Which you can find on cnjradio.com, the home of the CNJ Radio network of podcasts, including the Wrestling House Show, which you're listening to right now, Rock Strikes 10, The Synaptic, and The Last Theater. So go check all those out. Go to the Facebooks and Twitters and comment what is your favorite part of the Evolution and the Mae Young Classic. Yeah, who's your most improved from Mae Young yeah, and, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. favorite match overall? Who do you want to see in the next tournament next year? Yeah, another good one. And go ahead and armchair book the main event for Evolution 2 for me. Yeah, do it. Go do those things. All right. See everybody on the next monthly wrap-up. Bye. If you think you're going to just get up off the couch with no warm-up, no practice, and step in with the likes of us, honey, you're sadly mistaken. At Evolution, we as women have the chance to make history.
And you're out here talking about practice. I mean, I might have missed one practice this year. But if if somebody say he doesn't come to practice, it can be one practice. Out of all the practices this year, that's enough. You two can make your careers off of beating two Hall of Famers. Y'all up there talking about practice? I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? We are going to change the game for women in this sport, and y'all talking about practice. We're talking about practice, man. We're, talk we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. When you come into the arena, you see me give everything I got, right? But we're talking about practice right now. Not the pay-per-view. No, not the pay-per-view. Not the match. No, not, not the, the match, match, but practice. practice. Man, I look, I hear you. I, it's funny to me, too. I, I mean, it's strange, it's strange to me, too. But we're talking about practice, man. We're not even talking about the game, the actual game, when it matters. We're talking about practice. be right we could use some practice how the hell can i make my teammates better by practicing